2: The following has been rated R. This indicates that it contains material of an adult nature.
1: Like back, back, back on the air. Just out back on the air. Just Back on
2: the air, just out loud. Back, back, on the air, back, back on the air. Let's go. We're back. Thank you for listening. You can check us out on JTOLmedia.com and on Twitter at JTOLmedia. Check us out on Facebook at Just Check it Out Loud Media and the Nerdy Black TikTok radio show pages.
1: You are listening to Just Thinking Out Loud.
2: You are listening to Just Think It Out Loud, the podcast where the nerdy black chicks talk about news, politics, entertainment, pop culture, current events, and of course, general ratcheting. I am the Be She-B at Up on Twitter, and of course, I am here with my co-host and my fans. A Bougetta Rising. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to the show. Welcome back. Welcome. welcome back. Yeah. It is Black History Month. And this has been the blackest ass history month <laughs> that I can remember in my entire lifetime. Bougetta. Yeah how black are you feeling today i mean this i feel great (laughs) you know i love black history month i know how people have an issue it should be all year round I, I, i know i get it i agree you should know your history it's up to you to learn explore and share and celebrate your history and your roots all year round but just like any holiday like your birthday this is the month Dedicated to Black people, Black culture, Black history, and Black history makers, and this month has not disappointed. I'm telling you, I am feeling extra black, extra black, uh-huh, blickety, with blickety the black. Black on it. You know that, that with the ash in my elbows. <laughs> <crazy>. Oh shit! <laughs> I'm actually extra black right now. <laughs> oh, well, man. you know that if it were up to uh stacy dash we would not have a black history month we would not have a bet we would not have an naacp image awards which unfortunately i missed why because i broke the chains of comcast (laughs) cable but i can watch it on youtube glory hallelujah amen it was good too girl kept hearing about it i felt so bad cause you know i love being able to live tweet yeah yeah and you know what good. this is why i'm pissed now you have an excuse for why you weren't live tweeting it out but usually the timeline is bumping i don't know if it's just because me and you are always live when we're live tweeting facebooking but it just seems like everybody's watching it and when they um image awards came on i don't know if people didn't know it was one but i know i posted a mad post about it but it wasn't that live so i will warn motherfuckers that when the Oscars come on whenever they come on please i don't want to hear your sorry swan song your sad faces and dances because the image awards were live they celebrated all the movies you want to celebrate um all the winners came up gave inspirational speeches Everybody was like, look, we are enough. Taraji P. Henson came up there and was like, we don't need to bag nobody for no awards. We're enough. That was the theme of the night. People kept getting up saying, thank you, Will Smith. Thank you, Jada. Like, we're enough. And they were sitting front and center. It was beautiful, black people. It was a beautiful awards ceremony. I got my life because all my favorites won. That's all I need. So please, people in the office, come on. I don't want to hear nothing about, ooh, we ain't get nothing. We had our award show. You missed it. Well... I will definitely be watching it on YouTube because yeah. uh, I saw that it's on there. Yay! Thank you! Um, so I can catch up on that because, oh, man, I missed a good awards, Joe. Yeah. What's up? It's good. Um, so, uh, just quick, how can you reach us? You can follow us on uh, Twitter at JTOL Media. And. Like our Facebook page Which is our water cooler We're almost up to a thousand likes Ooh yay yes we are almost up to a thousand likes and it's like i don't know what's been going on but every day i come up and then they're like uh, more people like your page more people like your page and i'm like oh, shit, i think i need to come up with some original content because <laughs> i share the hell out of shit and be like too. What do we too we and you know what we share some stuff and people really like it so i'm glad you guys are following us we get more likes and Shares, so keep it up, people. Yes, thank you so much. But yeah, we get, we we're going to have to up our our own personal game a little bit because uh, yeah, we've been using the hell out of other people's hard work. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't even going to lie, we might get some unlikes if we share. <laughs> oh shit. That is true. <laughs> I want to get no likes now. Look now. If you want to <laughs> follow my opinion, follow me on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> okay. You can follow me on Twitter at Shibishonough at S H E B E S H O N U F F and Brugato Rising can be found where? You can always find me on the face of the book um, at Bougette Rising and Facebook, and you can follow me on Instagram at Bougetto Rising. If you follow me, I definitely follow back. And I tell you what, people, I like pics. I do. You post it, I like it, and you like mine. Hey, caseira, Or wait a minute, I used that wrong. Anyway, you follow me, <laughs> I follow back. So. <laughs> no. um. Did I even say the name of our Facebook page? The Nerdy Black Chicks Talk radio show page. That's a, okay. Damn. Okay. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Nerdy Black Chicks and you will find us there. And also just think it out loud. Um, Facebook.com forward slash JTOL Media. Um, hit us up on email. Let us know what you think of the show. If you have any questions, if you have any topic suggestions, Um Go to, uh, let me see, what is it? JTOLmedia at gmail.com and our voicemail number, which is uh, 515 999 JTOL. Got that? I think we got that. We're good. There you go. Anything else? Yeah, we're good. Um, Sad news um and and this is coming from the hello com site make sure that i get proper credit black lives matter activist Marshawn mccarroll reportedly commits suicide on steps of the ohio state house now um i saw this on my timeline and i don't know if it happened did it happen today or did it happen yesterday i think it happened today and uh, this is just sad news that someone who put so much into helping others, into fighting for black people, um, he just he just didn't have it uh, He just didn't want to fight it here anymore. And uh black people, we really do not just have the conversation about mental health but to actually do something because you know that as black people we we are always talking about how other people put it on us that we're superhuman and that we can outrun bullets and that we can we you know for whatever reason we'll just turn around and take on cops but and and we refute that we rebut it we say we are not superhuman. but when it comes to mental health for whatever reason it's like we bulk at that conversation say no we don't have mental health problems we don't we don't have these issues or we just refuse to talk about it because for whatever reason admitting that mental health Um, issues is one a white problem and two a sign of weakness it's not true we have to take this thing head on we have to have the conversation and then take steps to do things about it but black lives matter activist marshawn mccarroll reportedly shot himself yesterday in front of the columbus building uh reported by the New York Daily News My demons won today I'm sorry were the last words the activist wrote on Facebook just hours before he was found dead He also took to Twitter where he left this string of haunting tweets he said uh, on February the 8th at 11:24 a.m. If we don't have to live through hell just to get to heaven I'm gonna stay here with you. And he followed that with at 3.02 PM, let the record show that I pissed on the state house before I left. Marshawn, who just recently attended the NAACP awards with his mom, worked to organize protests in Ohio after Michael Brown's shooting in 2014. Along with being a vocal Black Lives Matter activist, the young leader founded two community service organizations a mentorship program called Pursuing Our Dreams, and a charity for the homeless called Feed the Streets. McCarroll was known for his compassion towards the homeless, urging people to go beyond just giving food. The 23-year-old was named Radio One's hometown champion for his work. The nomination detailed Marshan's unrelenting passion for those less fortunate. And it said, Marshan stresses the importance of having conversations With the people we feed Because they'll get hungry in two hours But a good conversation Will carry them over for a lifetime mm-hmm. His impact will be felt For a lifetime Breast and power, Mishan Yeah Wow So, um that, That's really sad It really is and And he was a young man So much in him But you know, um like, just to know that you are hated just for existing. Yeah, it's hard. It, it, this people don't don't. You know, they say that there's um, PTSD mm-hmm. is linked with racism and oppression, mm-hmm. and you know, they say post post traumatic slave disorder. It's, a, it's true it's a real thing it's a real thing and people make light of it um i was reading i read i read the book, book um Negro Land." um Damn, I can't think of the author's name. I I can pull it up on my Kindle. But anyway, this is an affluent black woman growing up in the 60s in the very, it's a very close community of the upper class black America. Like her family always had money. And she's a feminist, but she was saying the difference between black women and white women in feminism is they have the luxury of mental illness. Black women are always assumed to be stronger. So, when it came to, okay, well, she's feeling a mental illness or she's feeling some type of way, that was always given to the white girls, whereas black women couldn't claim that because we were always supposedly stronger. And this myth of the superwoman or the superman. <laughs> Sorry, I have a cold. But anyway. It, it, it's it's a myth, and we don't want to really talk about it because we're so busy being strong, but there's a lot going on in our communities that's causing post-traumatic stress and depression and anxiety. To be a black man and walk down the streets of America is, is an experience that you have to be worried all the time because you don't know what's going to happen. So when you have someone like this young man, Marshawn, who is an activist and who is putting his community on his shoulders and going out there and being a voice and being an advocate and meanwhile dealing with his own internal struggles it's a lot to handle and you know in our community we pray a lot and we're we're very bible based and we believe suicide is a sin and blah 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 but sometimes the sadness gets too much and we have got to be able to talk about it if you're feeling that way, if, you're, if you're, you're caring too much and you feel like taking your own life, it shouldn't be a taboo thing. We've got to be able to talk about it because I, I'm just sad for the fact that he couldn't no one he couldn't, he didn't feel comfortable reaching out to anybody in his last hours. You know, he was on Twitter and, and that's the sign of the times, but there was nobody he felt comfortable going to with this sadness. And that's a great shame. Who knows what more he could have been able to accomplish? And if I remember correctly, we've had the same exact conversation when we were talking about the death of Sandra Bland. Yeah. Where we did consider for a moment. You yeah. Know, don't take off, you know, even if, even because we don't know what happened. We still don't know what happened. I still hold on to the belief that she didn't take her life. But even she if she had taken her life, it's one of the, it's a situation where you know we don't know what she was going through and and a lot of people did say don't say that it's impossible that she could have done it because yeah. then you strip her of the of the, of her humanity you strip her of the ability of Having emotions so overwhelming that could take you to that place. And as African Americans, we're always placing that on ourselves. It's like they're always saying, um, that we are superhuman, as I said earlier. But now here we are where we're even pinning that on ourselves. We're saying that we're even above feeling that kind of, um, emotional, emotion and feeling that kind of desperation. Like, yeah you know Ian, you never know and and it's been kind of built into us it was put into us um historically like during slavery if you were considered someone that was mentally disabled they killed you
1: Damn. there
2: was a time where you had to ignore mental illness if you wanted just to survive but now we're in a time where if you ignore it there's a good chance that you won't survive um, the book I was talking about, it was Negro Land, written by Margo, Margo Jefferson. But, um, yeah, to that point, we live in a society where black people have been stripped of our humanity on uh, so many levels. And when you look at the plight of young black men in this country, you know, how people liken them to endangered species. You can't walk down the street. You don't feel comfortable doing this. You can't. You're going to be stopped by the police. You're going to be stopped in front of you. You're going to be this and that. Everyone's afraid of you. That's a hard life to live and so you know in black women the same thing we're we're so strong we're sister soldier that's the the common stereotype of us that we're super super strong so nobody wants to talk about the fact that hey i can't handle this there's a lot of stuff that's going on and people can't handle it and we aren't allowed to demonstrate our humanity like you see a lot of um Most of the times, you know, like when I was growing up and just talking and watching black women interact, you know, a lot of black women will be like, well, when I'm I'm crying, you better watch out because I'm about to fight, too. I'm angry. I'm going to fight. Like, but that's someone who's hurting, you know, just because we may puff up in our anger. A lot of animals do that in the animal kingdom when they're afraid, they're scared, they lash out, they push away because we're angry and we're hurt and we have a lot to be angry and hurt about. And you i just i hate i hate so much that this young man took his life and it's not a sign of weakness it's just a sign of the fact that he didn't have the tools to deal with what what he was going through he didn't feel that he could come to anybody and in his memory we need to do better with each other for the for this one marchant this young man who killed himself there are thousands of black kids men women children feeling that way that don't feel they can talk to anybody and we've got to extend our arm to our hand out and say look you can talk to me be that person you can talk to and and we all should take it as our personal responsibility because this is in our personal lives there's a lot of people that knew him um he was a twin so his family knew he was dealing with a lot of things but they i guess they figure he wasn't going to go to this level we all have people on our lives that we don't know if they're joking if they're serious but we need to extend ourselves and we need to be that comfort to our friends and our family because this is a real issue it's a lot going on out there that the black community is facing and we've got to if no one else is going to look out for us we have to we've got to listen to the cries of pain and we've got to be there because this is this is a great loss that we we just suffered with this young man taking his life Absolutely. So again, rest in peace, Marshawn. Brother, you know, you left a, a mark behind. You impacted the community. You left an impact on um, the people around you, and uh, we just just we're just gonna have to extend love out to his family and to those that loved him and that he loved. So. Yeah. You know, we thank you so much for the work that you've done, and we're just going to have to, as a people, make sure that your work lives on. Um, so I hate to continue on in the bad news. I promise y'all, it's just—it's not going to be like this for long. But we cannot, we cannot continue on without uh, talking just for a moment about what's going on. In Nigeria, as mm-hmm. far as Boko Haram, talk about uh, black clean. Yeah, man. A couple of weeks ago, Boko Haram burns kids alive in Nigeria, 80 mm-hmm. dead. Uh, this is coming from newser.com. I love, uh, you know, <laughs> quick plug for news, and they're not paying us, but like uh-huh. for my little quick news because i just some people they write some stuff i'm like y'all can you please get to the point this is where i can get a few paragraphs and i know what i need to know um a survivor hidden in the tree says he watched Boko haram extremists firebomb huts and heard the screams of children burning to death among 86 people officials say died in the latest attack by nigeria's homegrown islam extremists scores of charged charred corpses and bodies with bullet wounds, littered the streets from Saturday night's attack on Dolore village, and two nearby camps housing 25,000 refugees. According to survivors and soldiers at the end, uh, at the scene, just five kilometers, which is equivalent to three miles, uh, from Maiduguri, the birthplace of Boko Haram, and the biggest city in Nigeria's northeast. The shooting burning explosions from three suicide bombers continued for nearly four hours in the unprotected area. Survivor Alamine Bakura said, weeping on a, telephone call, uh, on a telephone call to the Associated Press, he said several of his family members were killed or wounded. The violence continued as three female su- female email suicide bombers blew up among people who managed to flee to neighboring Gamoy village killing many people according to a soldier at the scene who insisted on anonymity because he is not authorized to speak to journalists troops arrived at the lorry around 8:40 p.m. Saturday um but were unable to overcome the attackers who were better armed some soldiers who spoke on condition of anonymity because they were not authorized to speak to the press as well. The Boko Haram fighters only retreated after reinforcements arrived with heavier weapons, they said. Journalists visited the carnage Sunday and spoke to survivors who complained it had taken too long for help to arrive from nearby Maya Degori, the military headquarters of the fight to curb Boko Haram. They said they fear another attack. 86 bodies were collected by Sunday afternoon, according to Mohamed Kanar. Area Coordinator of the National Emergency Management Agency. Another 62 people are being treated for burns, said Abba Musa of the State Specialist Hospital in Maiduguri. Boko Haram has been attacking soft targets, increasingly with suicide bombers, since the military last year drove them out of towns and villages in northeastern Nigeria. The six-year Islamic uprising has killed about 20,000 people. Mm -hmm. And driven 2.5 million from their homes. Wow. (sighs) So it's already been reported that Boko Haram is even more deadly than ISIS. Mm -hmm. But of course, because their victims are black Africans and the majority of them Muslim. So you're black and you're Muslim. Your deaths aren't as important than the deaths of um just over a dozen people in France at a um newspaper that makes fun of Islam right you know I, I was you know when this happened this happened the other day um, when when the massacres happen in France instantly. Black, white, everybody were changing their their profile pics to the French flag. I didn't do it. I know you didn't do it, but a couple people I knew didn't do it. But a lot of people just instantly we stand with Paris. Blah blah blah. The loss of life is the loss of life. Human beings should not be killed for some radical bullshit. But. I have yet to see anybody turn their Facebook profile to a Nigerian flag or, you know, mention it like they did what happened to the people in France. A lot of these victims were children. Um, There is a picture. It's a horrible picture of burnt bodies laid out. There's somebody with the Red Cross there. And this is human life and it's heartbreaking it's it's the images are so just horrific these are human beings killed too for terrorism why don't we care why aren't we rushing support why isn't the american government i mean president obama everybody why aren't we doing the same things we did for france because I mean, we did a lot. You know, we all came together, but we're not doing it for when Boko Haram kills Nigerian people in Africa. And, you know, it's the same thing. ISIS are Islamic extremists. Boko Haram are Islamist extremists. So I don't see why the reaction is so, I mean, why well, I do see why I know why it's black. It's African. Nobody cares. But, you know, we've got to talk about it here as a black podcast. Um, we posted information on our page when it happened. We posted several stories about it to so just stay informed. But these lives are just as valuable as any Frenchman. And, you know, we owe it to talk about it and to find out what's going on and to see what we can do. And it's like, if you don't, if they don't start paying attention to it, because they've already allied themselves with ISIS, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's not going to be too much longer before, after you finish, I guess, doing whatever it is they can do in those areas that they join forces and start spreading out. Yeah and then they're going to be you know then your european countries and your western countries are going to be concerned see it's like it's as long as they're not attacking white people as long as they're not attacking europe it's it's just something that's happening yeah um not too long ago will is it two years ago when um the leader of syria was fucking up his people Mm-hmm. And and they were having a conversation then about well should should America in, intervene? They're using chemical weapons on their own people. Well, why is the conversation about what's going on in Syria any more important than what's going on over in Nigeria, Chad, and surrounding areas? They're over there in um um where else are they? It's what is it Western Africa? Yeah. So why isn't any more important? To, to, to discuss what is happening in Syria or what ISIS does to a few Americans, then what's going on when 2.5 million people have been displaced because they're afraid to live in this territory where uh, Boko Haram is just wreaking havoc, where they're murdering people. Huh. 20,000 deaths And that's not even worth the conversation That's not even worth the question Of whether the United States should step in You were ready to step in In Syria you can't step in now Right Crazy So I mean And and it's like As much as we can talk about The most we can do is talk about it to bring awareness to it um, At least to our listeners which is important in itself because our listeners can share that inf- information with their friends and the people that they know. But um, America's got to do better. Like, we're very selective about who we're going to help yeah. and how we're going to help. Oh, okay, we'll send them aid. We'll send them food. They need more than aid and food. Damn it. They need intervention they need somebody to help them out as much as you're willing to go over there and help Israel uh, run the the Palestinians out you're ready to help them with that but you can't help when you've got innocent children being burned alive by suicide bombers Mm. yeah and all because Boko Haram believes that these other uh, Muslims aren't for lack of better phrasing muslim enough i was just thinking that in my head they're not muslim enough and that's what this whole thing is i mean i can't pretend to understand what is going on in africa in the middle east with islam you know islam um, is a religion that means peace so this is not the foundation of islam and i'm not gonna act like i know a lot about um the religion but this is pretty from what i know about it um a great religion that so many millions of millions of people across the world believe in this is kind of like an this is an abomination killing innocent people all over the place so i don't know what this is about these are extremists these are terrorists they're violent people that are hurting innocent people um that are muslim across this country and and um like the president said um president obama was in baltimore yay um last week and he stopped for the first time at a mosque um in his presidential um in his presidency he stopped at a mosque he stopped at a mosque in baltimore hey and he talked about it and he said islam means peace so these extremists that are going around killing people this is very much against the principles of islam so what they're doing over in africa boko Haram and isis it, it's an abomination of the religion And many, not to say that Christianity is any different, we all know history. Christians have killed people in the name of religion and have been wrong. And right now, this is Islam. Islam Islam is doing the same thing. People are doing the same thing in the name of Islam and it's wrong. And we all need to speak up about it. And no life is more valuable lives in Africa being taken by extremists are just as important to us and we need to talk about it and we need to intervene we need to do more than talk we need to intervene because Boko Haram is not playing last year they kidnapped 200 girls now they're br- burning and um firebombing villages killing children i mean it's it's out of hand and hopefully hopefully something can be done about it something we can do to intervene and help yeah um when what was it, Charlie Hebdo? Mm-hmm. When the um, when they were attacked, that was about the same time that two hundred people were killed in a village by Boko Haram. It was silence. Yeah, no one said anything. Mm-hmm. But you you had world leaders coming together to do a damn selfie in yeah. Paris in solidarity. You know you you can you can talk about joke you can disrespect someone's religion someone's faith the core of someone's being and when they lash out and 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 not saying that anyone deserves to die that that's not the answer for someone disrespecting you but when you see this dynamic and you see that these people weren't 100% innocent and you still come together and rally around them and say, hey, we need to support you guys. This shouldn't have happened to you. And you have people who were 100% innocent and can't say anything. There is a problem. Yeah. We need to get our priorities together. Yep. Now, I can say the President Obama did not show up for that selfie. Oh, thank God. Not sure what, hey. But I wasn't mad at him mm-hmm. Okay Okay. Um, qu- real quick And I know this wasn't on our list of things to talk about But I really do want to put Put, uh, put this out there We have to say something Because just last week Black Lives Matter activist D. Ray McKesson threw his mm-hmm. hat in a ring So now there's 432 candidates For the um, Baltimore mayor race. <laughs> 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 Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I was thinking about that when we were talking about Marshawn, um, and I was thinking about um, D. Ray running for mayor of Baltimore. Um, I'm not, I'm not totally sold at all on the idea. I think that a lot of people think Baltimore is a joke or you know some kind of experimental playground (laughs) for people um if he wants to come here and actually put some work in and care about the city and you know do something here in baltimore and wants change i'm all for it and i posted on my page i was like you know what i would actually love for him to win because i would love to watch the like real-time corruption of a candidate baltimore city is a very unique place that's why this whole freddie gray trial the police that are accused the whole situation it to me does not feel and it is not the same as everywhere else this is a complicated city so um i would like to see how he is going to actually fit into our political system baltimore has been ran by democrats baltimore city forever um, you've got Baltimore City Democrats filling the uh, city council, the mayor's office, city council president, all kinds of councilmen's all over the city for decades. Still, Baltimore is fucked up. So, to me, and maybe I'm just cynical, I, I think the corruption, the real problem in Baltimore is who's paying these people to sell out their own. And if we can watch D. Ray get sworn into office and then see his trajectory, see if he actually can resist the temptation to succumb to corruption if he's going to keep to his whole you know i'm an activist blah 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 i would like to see that i would like to see then how he interacts with the police community because once you become mayor you become mayor to a city that is the 19th most dangerous violent place in the world not just in the country in the world so you're going to actually need your police department instead of screaming how much you don't like the police you're gonna actually have to work with them because you're gonna have to have a handle on crime i'm really curious to see how someone like him is going to handle corruption the problems the poverty, no jobs i'd like to see it in real time so i'm not I would, I would actually really like to see him win but he's way behind you've got sheila gift card dixon running she's a shoe in right now she's way ahead in all opposed um marilyn mosby's husband is running off the freddie gray pay so he's in the race katherine pew and some other people so you eh, he's got a lot to contend with but good luck to him <laughs> yeah um so I know when the news hit my news feed and I I saw a lot of people like, yes, excited. And um, when I saw it, was it the grill and the root ran the story? I'm looking and everybody's like, yeah, I'd vote for them. But most of the people that were saying <laughs> that, I checked their personal profiles and they're like, in California and Wisconsin. And I'm like, wait a second. So you mm-hmm. say you vote for them, but you're nowhere near baltimore like you don't even know what's going on there now i'm not a resident of baltimore city i'm 30 minutes outside of baltimore city however i do have an interest in what goes on there one because i do have family that lives in the city Mm -hmm. Uh, on both sides on both my side and my husband's side i'm also aware that i don't live in a vacuum baltimore is not in a vacuum and things that affect baltimore eventually affects what goes on in Uh surrounding areas yep so i can't say well fuck baltimore i don't care like no we're connected damn it (laughs) So I need to know what's going on with y'all uh-huh. because you are the you know Baltimore. Y'all are the closest major city uh-huh. to me, even though it's a smaller city, it's still a major city. So I'm I'm looking at this and I'm like, okay. So I am completely in support of our young activists taking the next step. Beyond marching and protesting Mm -hmm. and actually infiltrating our political system. You Mm -hmm. have to get on the inside and fix things from the inside. You can't just be, Mm -hmm. like you said, on the outside of City Hall screaming. You've got to be on the inside working the system as well. So Mm -hmm. I'm completely in support of that. That being said, I think that a city council position would be the ideal start For someone like D-Ray, because Baltimore has so much going on outside of um, police brutality issues Mm -hmm. from a lot of what I'm hearing from residents is that they're even more concerned about the crime rate and everything I've heard from D-Ray about, quote unquote, black on black crime, which is basically just crime. But is that okay well we're not going to talk about that now because we're talking about black lives matter to me he has been like i see him as a single issue candidate right and so as as i could see him going hard on black on uh, police brutality I can see him as an educator taking interest in fixing the educational system in Baltimore City. But what are you going to do about crime? What are you going to do about poverty? What are you going to do about all the other things that are going on in Baltimore that other people are focused on? Because while Black Lives Matter is something that we have to be invested in, while police brutality is something that we really have to address, it is not the uh, only thing. It's like a big national discussion. Yes, but but Baltimore City has something going on because you do need your police department. You need them. And if he is seen as somebody who is anti-police, those who are concerned about their safety are not going to vote for him. Well, you know, and it's great that it's all well and good. Everybody's anti-police and that's the trend. And and it's important to Get out police corruption And I'm not trying to minimize that But D-Ray and these activists They remind me of me when I became a police officer Um, I had the whole pie in the sky Kind of I want to save my people Because I'm from West Baltimore I grew up in poverty Surrounded by all the stuff that's going on now When I was younger um, The murder rate that we're all upset about Right now was the norm We were seeing 300 body counts every year And that was the norm to me you know being in a violent city and being young i was like oh this is great we're the baddest place ever and i loved it because i was so dumb and young i didn't understand what that really meant for me and my you know my community so being a police officer a new police officer i was like i'm gonna rush in and save everybody because i'm black I'm, i am educated and this is my people i know what's best kind of like an activist. And then when you get there and you you're in that car and you're in that uniform and you pull up to people's houses and you find out that the problems are so deep. It's way more than just a crime issue. It's a social work issue. It's a it's a education issue. It's a parenting issue. It's a housing issue. You've got to be equipped with so much shit that you're not ready for, and that's how what happened to me as a police officer. That's what changed my life like I thought you know being a police and fighting crime was the issue no in Baltimore, you've got so many fucking issues you've got people you've got people who don't know who their parents are who are children or raising other children who don't have suitable housing you walk into some of these houses and you're like damn these people don't have running water look at their refrigerator there's no food in it you can't save the day with just one magic anti-police or police bullet policing is the least of your problems so someone like d ray who's becoming the mayor of baltimore if he becomes if he gets the votes um you got a lot to deal with There are so many problems in our schools. I mean, I had a a call for a kid who, um, I guess, assaulted a teacher. And they called the Baltimore police, but the school police had jurisdiction. But anyway, you walk into these schools, and it's a a fucking eye-opener. You think the issues we're talking about on the streets with police brutality is an issue. Then you walk into these schools, and you see how they don't have equipment. They don't have desks. They don't have teachers. I mean, it's like a, a, a fucking bad 80s movie in these schools in the year 2000 you're like damn like damn they don't have water fountains they don't have anything so there's so much more to to help or to to work on in baltimore city so if somebody like him the activist wants to come in and he has this pine of sky attitude and he thinks you know standing up against police is going to be the thing that gets him in great get in there do whatever you have to do but then actually put in the work because Baltimore needs somebody and I don't know who it is. Like I've been saying, because I'm, I'm starting to grow really, really um, upset with my local politicians because I've voted Democratic for years and we've had Democrats in office in Baltimore for, like I said, decades. And we still have the same problems every year. And it's making me start to question why I keep making these votes. And I'm sure everybody in Baltimore City is wondering the same way Like why do we keep voting for people who give us no results Mm -hmm. Um, Baltimore needs a lot So hopefully this election is going to And with the whole attention on Baltimore And people saying who they're going to vote for Who don't live in Baltimore Hopefully the attention will Try to shed Put a spotlight on what's actually going on Because I'm curious to see where the money's going Why we we continue to not be helped all these years Mm -hmm. No yeah um i recently started following the candidate matt clifton and every, i mean every couple of hours he is posting something um that's related to his campaign to his philosophy to his policy things that he wants to do so far i haven't seen any of that from duray As a a candidate I don't know who he is as a candidate I don't know what his policy is I don't know anything about him Other than Black Lives Matter And um, I want to say this To anyone who's not Social media savvy They're not going to care who you know D-Ray is, is if, if he's they not here. they don't know who he is I mean he's got a huge social Media presence so A lot of people are saying that they think that he's Got a huge chance because You know they know who he is Via Twitter or Facebook Or you know whatever they're learning on social yeah, Media but, but you the know old or The ladies who actually vote in West yeah. Baltimore and Know who D-Ray is I know I'm gonna tell you right now My grandmother doesn't know who the hell he is And I can tell you even the young But I'm not even gonna go with just the older people i mean on my grandmother's block on loretta avenue i guarantee you nobody knows who the fuck d ray is black lives matter all you want yes all the people who rioted it and burn down the cbs live in the neighborhood they don't know who the fuck these activists are they don't know them by name they're not you know that this, this is not what they live and die for these people are in the streets they live their lives every day they're not a lot of people who are big on social media that's all they do the rest of the city, they live their lives every day. They go out and they do what they do. They're not following it. So whereas you may be in Connecticut Connecticut or um, Virginia or whatever and you're following D-Ray and you're a big fan of Black Lives Matter and that's great. But the people who live in the city, I can tell you right now as a person who Lives from Baltimore City Who's in and out of the city all the time Whose family lives in the city I live with my boyfriend right out of the city But I'm in the city all the time too That's where I'm from, that's where my friends are from That's where my life is Nobody's talking about these activists They don't know them by name They really don't know them by name Because the only activist we know by name Is the guy um, running for Seventh District Council um, In West Baltimore And his last name is Wes I think his first name is Wesley he was arrested during one of the trials, um, the first trial from um, Officer Porter, and he's been very outspoken. He's the activist in Baltimore City that's very outspoken, that's actually from the city, and the people actually know him and see him in the street. And I don't think he has a huge following um and he's an activist so all that activism that's great and everything for social media land but you got to be in the streets baltimore is a, a, a very personal town we got to know who people go for the name they know so when the mayor's race right now sheila dixon is the person to be so i mean and i'm not a huge fan of her but i'm not exactly opposed to voting for her um because i'm looking for the lesser of the evils so I mean I mean unless D. Ray can show me something, and honestly I wouldn't mind if he won. I, I'm not against him at all. But you gotta show me that you know about Baltimore. Here you got Sheila Dixon's got a lifetime in Baltimore, from Baltimore. Kids go to school here. Who is when her social media is up, you are seeing her on the buses in West Baltimore and East Baltimore. She's on Greenmount on the 13 bus. That's her video upload for the day. I follow her on um, Facebook too. She's she's smart. She's out there and she. she's She's putting up videos too So the people who know her or the people who are voting They're seeing her down Lexington Market Where's D-Ray? I mean Mm. if this is important to you You need to go where the people are Let me see D-Ray at Montaumon Let me see D-Ray down Lexington Market Uh, I don't know Good luck to him but we'll see Exactly so like if this was A way to bring attention National attention back to Baltimore again I mean you definitely did that
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Um, But you know if he's serious about this and i hope that he is because again it's important for activists um to even go beyond just uh just margin if you want to get involved with the political process i'm with that 100 percent. you've got to have a platform though you got to have more than a twitter account you gotta have more than pictures of you with people all over the country where you participated in um, uh, protests across the country. You gotta have more than that, especially in Baltimore. I mean, like you said, people are familiar with Sheila Dixon, so it's like you've got um, people, you really got like people, hometown people that they're familiar with. Now, for the record, D-Ray is from Baltimore. Mm -hmm. And he returned to Baltimore and has been a resident of the city for, like, I think the past year. So it's not like he just came back. They'd have to to have residency to run for mayor. I mean, he's been here for at least a year, uh, from what I understand. So it's not like he just did it and, like, now it's just a big publicity stunt. So if he's serious, hey, uh, I'm clicking on your Facebook page. I don't see anything related to your campaign. So hopefully that will be coming in the near future. Um, so you know what we're going to do? We're going to take a break. Last week I recorded with friend of the show, Mr. Jerome Esprit. And he never fails to give us some black ass moments. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a break and we're going to black it up with Jerome.
1: Yes. <laughs> and
2: then we're going to black it up ourselves after we fill up our glasses. But What? <laughs> and we are going to talk about who? Beyoncé. Girl, we're going to talk about Beyoncé and Mr. Cam Newton. Yeah. All right, so stay with us. Mm-hmm. I am joined tonight with the dapper, the intelligent Mr.
0: obviously you're not black like who cares that you actually came on to read this and got offended that black people are having black people news?
2: we're gonna jam-pack this episode with blackness i just grew an afro in five minutes
0: the interesting thing is is like every time we start you know people talk about culture they have a big problem with dealing with the fact that there's a different cultures I don't know why people fight that so much To say that black folks don't have a different culture But it is generally a different culture So you can integrate it into You know, greater European culture Or But there are things naturally that we That we do and we don't do And they come from very specific places And sometimes, you know I, I was just explaining to someone recently About the fact that most black folks, if you don't take African American studies, you don't know a lot of heritage. You need to study heritage to figure out what heritage and culture and what differences and what's integrated. But one of the things that I, I had, you know, I made mention of, and I probably shouldn't, I'm kind of hesitating on saying this again, but it's, it's like the infighting in the black community is always like, um, it's always overblown because we've always been critical, but there are some things that we always hold held a common thread in, right? So even during slavery, um, white folks generally thought that if you know the song Wade in the Water, people mm-hmm. <laughs> well, people people who think that that's a spiritual spiritual have bumped their head. They need to take African American studies because because even the house. Black folks, in the field black folks, never told white folks what Wade in the Water is. Mm -hmm. If you don't know, (laughs) you better ask somebody. I'll I'll tell you. I'll tell you for the purpose of the program. Wade in the Water was trying to give people instructions on escaping because you have to wade in the water so the dogs don't track you. So as they're singing there, white people are saying, hey, look at them. They're happy Negroes. And they're singing instructions on how to get away from their butt in their songs. It's hilarious. You ma'am. know
2: what? I remember learning that from Black Aunt Viv on that episode of Such Prince Air, where. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's where
0: I learned. I didn't
2: even learned that from school. I learned that from Black Aunt Viv on TV. Yeah,
0: yeah, she because she she alluded to like the messages encoded in in music. But I I am saying that to say that no matter how much Stacey Dash drives us nuts, there are things that Stacey Dash probably won't even reveal. Not that she don't know them, but even when we disagree on how we are supposed to integrate or not integrate, you still there's some things you just don't tell. So we know that there's a culture cultural difference, and um, but nobody's gotten that craft to go sell black people out. Black people normally don't do that, and the people who don't know we just don't tell them for their own safety, mind you. In the words of Harriet Tubman kind of thing, like, you know, some people get Harriet Tubman. She killed a lot of people, right? So if you can't keep your mouth shut, it's pretty much how it went down.
2: And we are hour. we are back. Damn. <laughs> uh, that's the first time I've ever gotten an hour and our Girl, yeah, it's okay. It's Black History Month. You can do it, baby. Hour. <laughs> hour. Everything. It's right. It's Black History Month. This is Black History Month, lady. They about to cut your lights off. Huh? Fuck it. It's Black History Month. Okay. I ain't got to pay nobody. <laughs> I ain't got to pay nothing. I never nothing. You owe me reparations, bitch. Where's <laughs> <towards> my 40 acres? <laughs> In I like my- cornbreads and collard greens. Yes. <laughs> I'm back. I popular the man. Popular demand. So, I gotta know, I guess that the dropping of Formation by Beyoncé is very, it's going to go down in black people history, like, modern today black people history, as in, like, where were you kid with the shot? <laughs> Where were you when Formation dropped, or when you found out about Formation? Mm-mm. You know where I was. I was in New York. You know, I was already having a great Black History Month uh, moment. I'm in New York City. Wait, why, why? What was going on? Okay, now this is off the record, but on the record, um, went to New York. Um, visit Manny's mom, my fiancé, and we went to a club. Now it's Manny, his two black male friends, and me. We go into a club in Soho, which is very mixed—a lot of white, a lot of black, just kind of model-y type, uppity type, whatever. We go in there. I'm wearing regular clothes, people. I'm not dressed up. I'm regular manny's dressed in a nice sweater looks good but his friends are regular black men they got hoodies on they got jeans on nothing major right we go in there but we're older so we want a vip table because we're not going to fight to go to the bar so we're like okay can we get um vip the owner's greek but all the security's black the security goes out to get us a table you know find us because we pay for it now they're clearing out our section we go and there's a bunch of white kids white boys sitting on the couches that are vip so the security goes and says, hey you guys gotta move you know you know this area we're clearing out for the VIPs." so we're standing there and i'm in like my regular clothes feeling like awkward because everybody's dressed up and i'm like eh, i'm in regular clothes anyway <laughs> you know what i mean because you look around you got all these girls there are in mini skirts and i'm in like jeans and a shirt and i'm like eh, i'm vip okay whatever you know so we're standing here. Whatever, you VIP, bitch. Yeah, I know. And I was like, I wasn't feeling it. But then, white boy, he gives a little <laughs> riff to the security guard. And he's like, I'm not going to move. I refuse. And I love security. I love Policing. I love that whole thing. It's strategic. So he's combative with the person he's talking to, but he's not really paying attention to the other security guards in black that have now surrounded his ass. And he's like, I'm not moving. And he's got a really tall friend, another white boy who's like six foot something. And he's like, No, my friend, blah, blah, blah. White boy pushes security. Next thing you know, security jumps his ass. And literally lifts him up, drags him out of fucking the (laughs) area. And me and Manny and his friends, we look at each other and we're like, wow, this is Black History Month too, right? (laughs) Because it's a multicultural mixed crowd, a lot of white people. And they see like these white boys getting yanked out by all these black security guards for the black people that need the VIP section. So I was like, yeah! So I'm (laughs) already on cloud nine, right? So I had a great night. And then the next day. Beyonce drops formation and I'm like Oh my god (laughs) Where were you Were you in the restaurant I was actually in his mom's house And I saw it And I was like I wonder if I can look this up Online because you know a lot of people when they drop videos Like Drake hotline playing You had to find it you had to search for it Formation was everywhere and I was like, Oh shit and I kept playing it and playing it and playing it. I was like, Oh my god And then I saw social media go crazy and I was like, Oh my god, this is happening. This is really happening. Where were you? What was going on i was at um a celebration of my father-in-law's life uh party and i mean it was a real party yeah. he didn't want a funeral it was a party yes yeah, mr fred rest in peace i love that man um but it was a party like they had karaoke and they did uh the electric slide like the electric slide that's how you know was, like, old yeah, oh. was, like old school yeah like old school stuff. And so I saw it, and I'm watching it, and I'm like kind of halfway paying attention to it and halfway listening to it, but I didn't catch any of it because I had so much going on around me. So the next day, which was what? Super Bowl Sunday. Sunday. yeah. Was when I watched it. And I'm like, let me look at this video again and see what I'm missing, <laughs> because that shit looked like, you know, just looking at it, I'm like, there's a lot of shit going on. What is she talking about? Right, right. Listen to that shit and I felt like every ancestor, every oh. slave, Zulu, everybody was like, yes. Bitch, you wasn't paying any attention to this shit? This is the black ass, blackest, blickety blackest ass shit that you're gonna see. Watch it again. So I'm I like, oh my God. I'm yeah. listening. I'm looking at the imagery and I'm like, oh my God. Now yeah. you know, we've had conversation about Beyonce. You've always been like a straight up stat. And I was like, I think I'm at one point I'm I said baby. I was like, I'm tired of hearing about ass. Like this was a few years ago. I'm like, I'm tired of ass mm-hmm. but at the, she she got me. Yeah. Got me, you reeled me <laughs> in. This. This did mm-hmm. it this was michael jackson this is it tour this bitch i mean this chick excuse my language whatever girl. she like i'll be a bitch i'll be all that this this day. is when i say bitch i mean it lovingly sisterly this i'm praising i'm bowing down to the beehive. she said in the song i like my negro nose with jackson five nostrils jackson five nostrils do y'all know what that imagery means i'm talking about big nose Oh, my God. I, she said, I like my baby hair with baby hair and afros. Do you know how many people came from Blue Ivory? And everybody was like, oh, her hair is not together. It's not slick back. She said, I like my baby hair with baby hair and afros. I had to sit down. I had to say, wait a minute. Let me run that back. Let me <laughs> okay. run this whole video. Well, when you're not listening to the actual song because you got so much noise around you, I saw that baby. Mm-hmm. and i said oh she's a beautiful baby she's a beautiful baby blue Ivy. but then baby. i oh, saw the smirk on her face like i said wait said, a minute, yes. there's more mm-hmm. going on than what blue i'm ivy not doing right now blue ivy uh, sure. she even knew she was born two months before my daughter so she oh. is four now yes. oh, so, yeah so like in my head she is my hey, daughter i-ya. Play friends. Yeah, play friends. They, they are the same age. Mm-hmm. So okay, so the the lyrics actually to the song are quite simple. So we can go through it. Let's go through it. Let's go through it. Number one. Sure. Y'all hate can uh wait a second, I'm drunk. <laughs> We've been drinking. We've been drinking. <laughs> We've been drinking. We've been drinking. Anyway, <laughs> y'all haters corny with that Illuminati mess. Okay, oh. so she already Check y'all. Check y'all. She and let me, me tell you, even y'all, even though the ones that were hating on, the, on Beyonce, Beyonce, y'all were like, She's mm. talking about me. <laughs> she said, She's, talking, talking no, she's me not, me not calling girl. me out right now. Oh, I know like, she's not calling me out. I know I've been talking about her in the Illuminati, but she is talking about me in her song. You felt something. You know you felt something. She and talking about you. I will say this jay-z has also checked the illuminati rumors in his songs and said the devil no white people want the black people hate their own kind a nigga gotta be illuminati if a nigga shine he said that in one of his songs and he's like you know come on black people you get successful black people and they have to be the devil check ourselves before we wreck ourselves, let's think about it. Back to formation. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, paparazzi catch my fly, in my cocky fresh. Yeah. I'm so reckless when I rock my Givenchy dress. Okay. I,
1: wish I had
2: but, one. <laughs> you You know, did my, my eyes zoomed in on her hand when she did that? She did this thing with her fingers, mm-hmm. and she does it a few times in the video. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is about that But I'm just like Bitch You got me You got me That's right So when I'm watching this for the second time This time actually here And I'm like okay So she's calling out the heels, She's talking about her dress um, I'm so possessed. So I his rock his rock, rock necklace. I love that part. Talking about a husband. I love that because, you know, you are married to Mr. J and... I am about to be married, and so I'm possessive. I would rock his chains, too. Okay, okay, I feel that, baby. I feel it. Okay. Exactly. Ahead. Married 11 years, and I... Ooh, and you just married. had an anniversary. Yes, we storm, did. The snow. It snowed years. on the wedding. You know, it it. We on the anniversary. Exactly. That's exactly how it went down. Okay. Uh, yes. Shout out to love. Um, <laughs> then she goes into my daddy alabama mm-hmm. mama louisiana what you mix that negro with that creole, like creole. make a texas Bama. Now, i'm <laughs> jumping up i'm dancing i'm dancing <laughs> she said uh, and we yeah. go back to what you pointed out i like my baby hair with baby hair and afros so she's checking somebody else again all the haters. Remember that happened that started the, the change dot org petition. Yeah, yeah. Come on, about black people. And she hit Beyonce to do her baby hair. Bitch, you do your hair. Maybe <laughs> you might you appreciate having bald ass edges, but mm-hmm. that baby got all her hair. That's right. That baby is, you know what? This is what I'm saying. You know, and that the thing about Blue Ivy, I was very angry with a lot of people who hated on Blue Ivy because a lot of people did. And people were saying, all oh, her hair is nappy," blah blah blah. They don't do her hair. She, in this song, put it clearly. I like my baby. I like my baby girl. I like my baby with baby hair and afros. That means she likes the baby hair. She likes the afros. We all like the afros. And what I'm saying is pe- black people look in the mirror. <laughs> look in the mirror. When you were a baby, you had the baby hair and the afros. We all had that. We had that. that. That's something to be proud of. And I love Beyonce for coming for everybody who was coming for her baby. You shouldn't be coming for a baby, but Beyonce, chat you. Boom. Okay again my daughter is the same age now her hair isn't the same texture but i love it when her hair is just wild i mean she's cute and everything however i do her hair it's beautiful Mm -hmm. but there's something about letting her be free and running around the house with that wild ass hair (laughs) you've got an entire lifetime to fuck your shit up exactly yeah, and it's like people. It. we don't realize that. We don't realize that when we're young and free and our hair is pretty and curly and nappy. We don't really, really value it. Now you have a lot of grown women going back to natural, but we don't realize that we don't appreciate it as much. And Beyonce is saying, I'm not fucking up my baby hair. It's gonna be free, it's gonna be wild, it's gonna be pretty, it's gonna be curly, it's gonna be nappy, it's gonna be beautiful. And she's embracing it. And when Beyonce does that, oh, Freedom okay. snap my fingers. Exactly. So leave that baby hair alone. And she was in, and Blue Ivy was in the video, like, bitch, I know. <laughs> she did. She seemed like she knew what was going on. She was shaking her little head her little out um her um shoulders was rocking back and forth and i was like oh blue ivy got an attitude like, yeah, He's like bitch i know who i am He said i know my mama talking about me right now she okay, said, my right now. okay. like my baby hair she was shaking blue her little hair, hair. Yeah. i said just blue get it okay next i love my negro nose With Mm. Jackson 5 nostrils. My hand is in the air. You guys cannot see me, but my hand is in the air on that one. Okay. And I I looked at myself in, in the mirror, and I was like... Because I, I my nose, I don't have the typical Negro nose. We the, have a tailor nose. flat white, exactly. We don't. We have don't the have the a typical, typical nose, Negro but, nose, but however, remember, yeah. However, it is a ne- it is a Negro nose. And there is no doubt about it. Now, some people said that that's her talking about her own nose. Then again, I've heard people say that her that's her talking about her husband's nose. We know Jay. We Jay, all know Jay. Jay got a big nose. black. Like, ass nose hey you know what she love that jackson five and you know what this is you know just real talk as the nerdy black chicks discuss formation and that line i've always disliked my nose because it has the pointiness to it my no you know we have a little pointy tip to the tailor mm-hmm. nose so I've always hate I've always disliked my nose Because I was like it's so pointy And it's weird to me For a black person to have this kind of nose So I'm marrying someone Who has that Jackson 5 nostril And I love it, I love his nose He's always like oh my nose is big I'm like I love that nose, I want that nose on me And to hear Beyonce Praise that Characteristic of a black person's face Something that you know going back in history and going back to you know black people being shamed about our noses and our facial features the nose is something people always pick on like the big nose the big broad nose to have someone the the hottest pop star in America say I love that Jackson five nostril yes 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 that's what I love too that's why I'm marrying one thank you Beyonce (coughs) (laughs) <laughs> she was like my husband's nose oh, oh yes I said the same thing girl, I, got I, was soup coolers, though. I might not have that flat wide nose but I got them super coolers yeah we, we do got the lips we didn't we get do the nose it. we got the lips <laughs> earned all this money but they never take the, the country out of me well I ain't got no money so me <laughs> I ain't got no money and I'm country <laughs> <laughs> we gonna skip past that We ain't got no money over here bitch. We ain't got no money but I, I damn sure Country I got hot sauce In my bag swag Wow Now we all can Most of us can relate to the whole Hot sauce in the bag not just Hot sauce now, now That's just one aspect to it But I can remember the times My grandmother had Like a chicken leg and a mm-hmm. slice of bread in her bag.
0: Because yeah, well. <laughs>
2: you never know when you're gonna get hungry. <laughs> And you gotta have a chicken leg with slices of bread. You don't have. It. Let me tell you. It was let me way tell back. you. All my grandmas, and I got three of them living. All of my grandmas appreciate a slice of bread <laughs> on top of any meal you have it. Bitch, if you don't have a slice of bread on top of your little chicken leg, whatever you eating, you need a piece of bread to the side. If you can, you can carry it with you. You need to have it. We gotta have it. Cause you never know. You can't reach back if you get hungry at least you had you, it. Got it. you remember that episode of the fresh prince of bel-air when um uh, uncle phil was getting awarded for something and he wanted to pretty much ignore his background and his mm-hmm. mother came to town and she was that. offended because she felt like that he was ashamed of his that. Yeah. upbringing mm-hmm. and she reached in her purse and she pulled out like macaroni and cheese mm-hmm. and Chicken legs, and they was at a fucking banquet where there was food being served, and huh? the white lady was like, "What is this? This smells fun. <laughs> this is what we do. We went to, like I said, we had that party this last weekend, and they had a cash bar. I didn't have hot sauce in my bag, but I had three minis in there, cause I ain't yeah. paying for of nobody's fucking liquor." <laughs> There you go. In my bag, I have resources. So we all identify with that. I have hot sauce in my bag. It may not be hot sauce, but we bring what we (laughs) do. There's something in that bag that (laughs) we will bring sand to the beach, damn it. Just in case. In case we don't like what your sand feels like. Mm -hmm. That's right. (laughs) That's right. That's black. And this is Black History Month there you go (laughs) deal with it (laughs) deal with it it's black history month bitches will carry shit in their bag trust me we will be ready Uh, and of course she um in in this video because you can't talk about the song without talking about the video but she did bring in the voice of big frida i love big frida did you guys on the bouncing like well, she has a show. She has he. She has a reality show on Fuse. If you watch Fuse on um cable, it's like one forty something, like a random network. She's been on the air multiple seasons with the Bounce Movement. I love myself some Big Frida. When I heard her say, "Oh yes, baby," I like <laughs> I like greens. And I was like, "Yes!" I fell out. I fell out. That was the moment I fell out when I heard Big Frida. <laughs> I love Big Frida. Shout out to Big Frida. I love her. <laughs> and I fell out. And Big Frieda said, I did not come to play with you hoes. No. I no, came bitch. to slave, bitch. Yeah! That's my <laughs> I said, yes, I came to slave. <laughs> I, like uh, I like cornbreads and collard greens, bitch.
1: Oh, yes.
2: You best to believe it. Hmm. That's this true. whole glorious bit, yes, which is your anthem.
1: Ooh,
2: mm. I see it. I want it. it. <laughs> Gun, yeah, little own Dream uh-huh. it. I work hard. I grind till I own it. Okay, let's bring me back a little bit. Okay, we're gonna relax Don't forget, on. I'm doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna back the podcast. The best podcast. <laughs> 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 I twirl on my my haters, and I know every woman listening to the sound of that twirl identified with I twirl on my haters because we all do it every day. You twirl on them bitches. Okay, and if you don't, you about to start. You're gonna twirl on your fucking haters. That's what I do every day. I don't look miserable hater comes around they say some shit I don't get into it back and forth I twirl I say yes bitch I twirl (laughs) makes them mad you twirl on your haters everybody watches Real Housewives of Atlanta we know Kenya Moore is the queen of twirl bitch you twirl on your haters you don't face to face you don't get grungy with them you twirl I love it twirl I love that part so all the imagery that's going on in this video so Mm -hmm. it starts out with her on top of a New Orleans Police Department Patrol In floodwaters in New Orleans, New Orleans. And he yeah. says you know Let's talk about what happened What happened to New Orleans <laughs> What happened after New Orleans yeah. Well um, Her mother again Is from that area so She's bringing attention back To an area that has Continued to be Disenfranchised Prior to Katrina And damn sure after As a matter of fact I think not too long ago we were talking about How a congressman actually had the Nerve to even pose the question Should we rebuild the Ninth ward Mm. Like fuck the people that are still there There There's still people there but fuck them Should we even bother rebuilding it On top of that You still have a police brutality Issue Yeah so, in, and for for those of us who didn't already know, and and because it, it's easy to kind of get caught up in uh the newest stories because whenever you log on to facebook there is one police brutality story after another after another after another and what the hell can you do like you can't barely keep up with all the names of the situations of what cities what states this shit is happening because it's happening all the time everywhere but in new orleans shortly after katrina September 2nd 2005 um, 31 year old Henry Glover was walking through the parking lot of a strip mall in a section of the city called Algiers where he was shot in the chest by a police officer standing on the mall's second floor balcony now at the time I guess it wasn't known that a police officer had shot him and someone else Uh, by the name of william tanner who was a citizen kind of came across the scene saw him drag mr glover into the backseat of his car and drove around this nearly deserted city because mind you this is after the flooding so there really wasn't a lot of stuff going on Hmm. and he finally found a group of police officers and instead of helping mr glover who was bleeding out in the back of this man's car, they cuffed William Tanner, arrested him, and did not provide any assistance to Mr. Glover, who ended up bleeding to death. Now, his body was found later on in a car that had been set afire.
1: Mm.
2: Now, after... Investigation. After putting the pieces together, those, an officer, um, five officers were eventually charged for his murder, and other charges related to the cover up, the burning of the car. The officer who shot Henry Glover, by the name of David Warren, was convicted of manslaughter in 2010 and sentenced to 25 years in prison. But in appeals court, throughout his conviction. Deciding that Warren should be tried separately From the other officers Whose charges were related to burning the car So now here we are What? A little over 10 years later No justice No real justice For this man Who was shot Unarmed He was black In a city that was left for for nothing in addition to that you had um people who were shot to death two men one i believe was 18 years old another one in his 40s shot to death by police officers on a bridge And they haven't been brought justice. They were convicted and then they took their case to appeals and it was found, I guess, that the prosecutor had done something shady. So they appealed on um, prosecutorial misconduct and their convictions were overturned and they were given a new trial date and it's, to my knowledge and I've been googling trying to find new information that this they still since the overturn of the conviction they haven't been brought to justice so the video starts with Beyonce sitting on top of this police cruiser in floodwaters in New Orleans so Beyonce is already starting off seconds into this video With some black ass commentary on what's happened, what's happened, and is continuing to happen in New Orleans and also across the country to innocent, unarmed black men and women at the hands of law enforcement. Yeah. You know, I I love the part of that video. I love the police car uh, submerged in the water. I don't want to jump ahead, but she's bringing up a real issue that is going on today. (laughs) It's a current issue. We go back to New Orleans, Katrina, and everything that they suffered, but there's something that's going on right now. You invoke Mike Brown, Eric Garner, Tamir Rice. This is an issue that's facing black people right now she brings it up in the video it's perfect so she does that and then also in the video she's dressed beautifully in these gowns with all these beautiful brown women of various shades with uh, their hair wrapped in braids and she's got her hair done up in different styles she's got box braid, box braids she's got just her hair out and big beautiful glorious hair she's got it done up in an updo like it's just every time you see her she's got a a, a short i guess almost a, almost like a blown out fro like it's just she's got her hair done in different ways She's got black women shown in different shades and different hairstyles. She's got black women in a, a, a hair store, in a beauty supply store uh-huh. with blue hair weave and long hair weave right. and short uh-huh. styles. She's got black men. Um, she is featuring trans black people. Uh-huh. All kinds of black people, like this right here honestly is one of the blackest ass videos, like if it wasn't a public enemy, you got your public enemy videos and you got beyonce's video, which is just black ass on top of black ass black blackly black 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 I'm black, y'all that's all I was missing was a guy from freaking um B4 right. See before. i'm black y'all i'm black y'all I'm black, black, cause I'm black that was beyonce's video and i was not shocked because beyonce has done conscious messaging and other videos here there and everywhere so has jay-z but this was like the what is it the coup de grace it was everything it was every issue in this video so you guys so she read. she touches on black lives matter mm-hmm. she highlights black women of all kinds and all types. She highlights black men. The black trans community. And then then she switches it up. And this was what people, this is what some people are getting upset about. Black women. We're getting upset I'm like, how are you gonna talk about Black Lives Matter? And how can we take your message about Black Lives Matter seriously when all of a sudden you're gonna talk about sex? Because she said if you fuck me good I'm, I'm take take you go. red lobster that is to red lobster. You won't get the you won't get the special baby. Okay, exactly. It's about to be Netflix, chill, and red lobster with this (laughs) motherfucker. I love it. I love it. I love the video. Every part of the damn video, I I love. And I have to remind people: be like, excuse me, do you not think that Beyonce, who is not only black but a black woman. Mm -hmm. Would not take a moment out of this social commentary where she touched about, talked about anything else that affects black people. How we are hair and our beauty standards and self-esteem and fighting for our rights and not be killed like animals in the street. You don't think that she's going to talk about feminism, black feminism, womanism. Mm -hmm. You don't think that she's going to say that as black women. We should expect excellence in every area of our lives? You don't mm-hmm. think she's going to do that? Why would you be offended that she would stop and say, hey, you know what? When he fucked me good, I'm going <laughs> to take him to Red Lobster and I'm going to get you some Jays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to take, take him to the mall and let him shop. You. When, you get your get- young boy, when you have your young boy, you let him shop if he do it right. <laughs> Give okay. The okay. I'm gonna get you some sneakers, baby. Go ahead. I'm the shit, and because of that, I'm gonna get your song played on the radio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and take you up in my chopper. Damn, damn, damn. Okay, so we, she wasn't supposed to talk about feminism. She wasn't supposed. She wasn't supposed to talking about that empowerment. Not just because that's one problem that I think that we all talk about is when um, you have a population of black men who talk about black empowerment somehow that doesn't include black women
1: mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. And so
2: we get left out in a way and that's when we all talk about intersectionality you know you're not just black you're not just a woman you're not just trans you're not just gay you're not just you know whatever you tend to kind of bleed over it in all these different places this is you cover all kinds you wear different hats this this is you that's you and so to look at beyonce and say that you can talk about black lives matter but you fucked it up when you were talking about sexuality Hmm. no you can't do that she's a black woman she can talk about all why can't she talk about everything right and when she said that i was here for it like girl yes mm mm-hmm. I got the money to do that. I'm gonna take you to. to you better work it. Mm-hmm. You want to get them Cheddar Bay biscuits, bitch? <laughs> 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 yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> And I only know all this because I've been watching it. Like again, I've never been a stand for Beyonce, but I think I've watched this video more than I've watched all of her videos combined to be honest Uh Uh because of the imagery because of all the messages so she's on uh, back to the beginning where i said she was on this car and then she's sitting with all these black women and then you've got black women with all these kinds of hair and i don't know how as a black person you can listen to this song and not be empowered by it i mean by the end of it it was like some feminist ass anthem to be honest like okay women she like uh she was you know ladies let's get it together let's let's pull it together let's get information Uh because you have you know i might be the next bill gates now, when she said that, now, shortly after this video dropped, is it me, or was it, like, every five minutes, there was an article about some philanthropic shit she was doing? Yeah, it was. It was everything, bringing up the truth. Like, this is what B is doing. This is what B did this time. This is B did that time. It was all over the place. And it's crazy, because one minute, when, when they would do stuff, you got folks criticizing her and jay-z for saying well she's always up in the camera and she's flaunting and she's putting out they're putting out all this stuff that they're doing just for the looks of it you know she's donating all this money she's doing this stuff they were like all right fine fuck it we ain't gonna tell you the shit we doing uh mm-hmm. So then when she when they keep it on the low-low and don't tell you what they're doing, then they're accused of not doing enough for the black community. It's like, we can't fucking win with each other.
1: Yeah.
3: You can't. Is there
2: anything black folks can do without criticism? Nope. So she does this. She says this, and I'm feeling every last second of it. And at the end of the towards the end of the video, you see this little boy in a hoodie. And across from him is this line of white police officers in riot gear. And the little boy is dancing his ass off. He didn't pull out a gun. He didn't do anything that would like be triggering. And he puts his hands up. And then the officers across from him puts their hands up. Like almost surrendering to him. Like okay. We get it. And then at the end of the video the cruiser that she is standing on begins to it, it's finally submerged in the water completely. And she goes down with it. Yeah. Right. So let's fast forward a little bit to the damn Super Bowl. Now, this was supposed to be the Coldplay halftime show. <laughs> <laughs> and I put up my Miss Silly, <laughs> Miss Silly meme where she's sitting there like, oh, okay, just going to wait for these white boys to finish performing. Uh-huh. Which it wasn't a bad performance, but I don't know. It was kind of mm, like they're... Their performance was kind of lackluster, but it was a very colorful show.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, I heard, and I'm not familiar with Coldplay, I don't know anything about them other than this song that they recently put out with uh, Beyonce, but that. Like I don't know that are they are they a gay band or like no, no one the a members gay. left his wife for a man- like I don't know I heard some story about it. Mm-mm. They're they're really good. I like Coldplay. I do mm-hmm. like Coldplay. I'm a little American America likes and knows Coldplay. They're good, but you know they're their typical tight pants wearing, you know, rock band, <laughs> British inspired. I don't know. I think they're from London. I'm not sure. Hmm. But, I don't know. I know it was a very colorful performance when they first came out. hmm And there was a lot of rainbow colors. And I don't know, maybe I, I from looking at social media or whatever, like, <laughs> your conservative people were pissed off about their performance. They were like, look at all the hum Like, okay, I see what this is. All right, y'all mad for something. Of course you can't be happy. Conservative people... You're you right, Wayne. They're always pissed off about some dumb shit. They're the pettiest motherfuckers ever. Oh. Mm. Let me just go ahead and put this disclaimer out now. Um, at this point, there might be all kinds of MFs and Ns and F-bombs and whatever. Whatever. I don't care. I feel empowered to say the fuck I want to say right now. It's Black History Month. There you go. Okay. There it is. <laughs> anyway. do <laughs> you and this Black History Month. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so they came out and i'm like okay this is great then bruno mars came out which I, I liked his i liked his show what was it a couple years ago when when did they do the show two years ago three years ago Mm-hmm. was it after beyonce's i guess it was after beyonce's show right i think so yeah the beyonce concert and they threw a football game in the middle of it um but Bruno Mars I liked his performance It was fun to watch But I was there waiting to see what Beyonce was going to do because I said If this chick does this Black ass blickety Black ass song During the halftime I'm kicking my TV I really Uh wasn't going to But I said that to Jason And not only God dang Not only Did she do this black ass song but she came out there with her Michael Jackson, her old to Michael Jackson costume, and these beautiful black women in black outfits with black ass, nappy ass, I don't care if they were wigs, hair, and berets, uh-huh. and put up the black power fist. Uh-huh. If you don't stop with all this... B- i said this is the blackest shit ever <laughs> this is the blackest thing i saw mm-hmm. since the song train awards months of what a couple of months ago when mm-hmm. r kelly had a fucking cookout with the red cups mm-hmm. with the red cups hanging out hanging out rib sandwiches mm-hmm during his performance fuck r kelly but damn it that was some black ass shit i said this is the blackest woman in television history but when she did that huh and started out with y'all haters corny with that illuminati mess i said oh no she isn't Mm-hmm. All of, as you would say, white bread America got their children sitting in front of the TV mm-hmm. waiting for a nice Beyonce show. All the single ladies, all the single ladies. Y'all weren't getting no single ladies tonight. Y'all were getting a black history lesson. hmm Yep. You weren't ready. I was ready. They weren't ready. They didn't know i saw somebody by uh bob owens he's some gum gun lobbyist some bald white he looked like a fucking swan i don't know what the hell's wrong with him <laughs> but he is he's like a, a swan about the head uh-huh. and he says your advertisers i'm not watching your halftime show if you're gonna have this racist beyonce with her racist anti-police song in the halftime show when i saw that shit i said i know this motherfucking (laughs) lion how did i know that because later on this bitch was live tweeting the damn halftime show, uh-huh. you lying ass liars. All y'all talking about you going to boycott football, you want to boycott the NFL because Beyonce performed that song at the halftime show. Y'all all lying. Uh huh. What was well, it that you, what did you send me? You girl, sent me I sent you some, some radical, petty police. <laughs> on my timeline, the people I used to work with, and they had a meltdown talking about they ain't gonna never watch NFL no more. Never gonna watch it. Y'all knew y'all lying. You know you gonna watch NFL. You can't wait for that. (laughs) Because Beyonce sang her anti-police song. How do you know it's anti-police? The song itself didn't mention anything about police. The song itself? Nothing. It was only imagery. And I have to say, I was greatly not disappointed because I've been since this whole police brutality wave has hit the nation I've been greatly disappointed in police unions everywhere that feel the need to speak out when their feelings get hurt because someone is speaking out a bit about shit that's actually happening and, and talking about police brutality and bringing attention to something that needs to change in the police community and when, like, I sent you the picture um, of a, a screenshot of a co-worker who was up in arms and saying he's going to never watch football again because of Beyonce. I'm like, you guys are such a freaking disappointment to police everywhere. Um I did make an observation, and Manny, my fiance, did as well, that there were no black cops saying this, but you had your select group of white police saying oh, we're so upset, and this is anti-police, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, you guys are so fucking petty and just just embarrassing to be coming out and throwing a hissy fit and a temper tantrum because Beyoncé put symbolism in her song that speaks to her fans and the culture that's going on now. And I was like, I'm really disappointed in the police that are speaking up. It's just shameful that you guys are doing this very petty very weak-minded you can tell there's no black females running the shit and my whole position is we need more black women in charge of police departments because obviously when you don't have it you have temper tantrums from old white guys who don't get it rudy giuliani spoke out against the halftime yeah, it, it was it was just petty. They had meltdowns. I mean, these are the same people that loved Beyonce a week ago and now mad because she's saying she like her Negro nose with Jackson five nostrils. Again. Okay, okay. <laughs> so back to the whole police thing that you were just mentioning it's like how the hell is it that you want to be upset talking about this song anti-police but you're dead ass silent about this anti-black people shit there's some you your a lot of your i don't know what the percentage of your officers are exacting but in new orleans in particular for her video the shit is still going on you've got no justice for people who are shot and killed they were unarmed did nothing they were absolutely innocent why shouldn't now th- she has familial links to new orleans so you know this makes perfect sense for her to do it there even if she didn't hey bring attention to the area and what's going on and what's still going on there well but you know I, why I, can't I, they I, speak on that i posted on my page because this is funny um This is the hypocrisy of white cop America and the people who support them blindly and don't want to face reality. You have black cops who during the Charleston massacre, when the white boy with the Confederate flags and the the racist white boy went into a black church and shot and killed nine unarmed black people who opened him with welcome arms, this Confederate flag waving racist scum of the earth white boy who did this um the aftermath were a lot of white clans members and neo-nazis waving the nazi flag and being racist marching down the streets black police officers had to stand and defend their right to have free speech there's a very public picture there's a a very widely reported on the neo-nazi member who had a heart attack who's having a heart attack during this march this white racist piece of shit and the black officer who saved his life so you have black police officers who daily have to stand there and watch clans members march up and down they don't have speeches they don't pass out they don't send out union messages saying we're going to boycott this and we boycott that we do our job we go out and do the shit we don't want to do because people have freedom of speech black officers do that daily black officers work in environments where they won't get promotions because they're black where the white boys in the department get the cushy drug spots or the downtown appointment and black officers don't and black people know this and black officers know that and we still work and we push and we fight for the right to be in that environment and do our jobs we fight this f- silent battle every day and white officers don't stand up and say this is wrong, and we stand in solidarity with our black officers, and we refuse to stand by and help Klan members walk down the street, and we don't we don't want to support their right to speak. They're silent with ha- when this happens, completely silent. But when Beyonce has a song speaking out against police brutality that affects black officers, um, there was a a, 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 a settlement one for a New New York officer who was beat up by by a couple of black white officers in new york recently he just won a settlement this year for that so he was off duty as a black officer who was wrongly stopped and beat up by other white officers who didn't know he was a cop he just won a settlement in new york city you don't see white officers coming out And the unions coming out saying Oh, you know, we stand in Solidarity with our black officers And this police brutality has the end You don't see them coming out and voicing Their opinion, but because Beyonce Spoke up and said This is a real thing um, Police brutality is happening Stop killing us, stop shooting our people Now you have the unions And these bitter ass white cops speaking up It's hypocrisy at Its finest it's disgusting it's shameful and this is why we need more black officers like myself speaking up and pointing this shit out when it happens it's so petty it's so it's it it, it's you know i became a police officer because i thought it was an admirable career and i still think it is when they don't speak up and then they throw hissy fits when stuff like this happens it it shames police work It takes away from the credibility of police everywhere it's it's embarrassing i I was like oh wow this is really disappointing yeah so you've got your police officers you've got uh your white police officers you've got mayor giuliani who fuck him he was the one that was trying to blame uh president obama for the death of those two police officers that was uh, basically executed by that dude That traveled up there Who and had, had, had mental a of issues, issues so, that. I, mean, I blame police unions for that you, you remember when that happened You had police unions in New York Coming out with the I can breathe shirts When black activists and people across the country were saying, I can't breathe, the famous last words of Eric Garner. And you had the police union the night before this um, assassination of these two cops who had nothing to do with it. One that was Asian. I think the other one was Hispanic. So they had the minority cops had nothing to do with this asshole that killed them. But you had the union the night before these old, old ass spoiled ass racist white men cops saying, Oh, I can breathe, completely tone deaf to the society and the community they're policing. So it was kinda like you welcome this violence. You you kind of stirred it up instead of ticking the high road So yeah, that that's what's happening and this is what Beyonce caused with her video. <laughs> well she saw it coming. She said, You know you that bitch when you caused all this conversation. Yeah. So she already knew that somebody was gonna be mad about it. A lot of people are mad. Um <laughs> I saw uh you've got white women who are mad because they can't identify with this song. This hmm. song's just a little too black because they got comfortable with Beyonce because, you know, she uh I, I don't know. I guess Beyonce felt a, a need to kind of remind folks like, Okay, you, you're comfortable with me and you like me and everything, but my ass is still black ass black. hmm And you see how quickly they turned on her too. Real fast. And that that's a lesson to black America. You know, Beyonce has the you know, every you'll have teps and all these angry people, Oh, she is a weave, she's got the blonde weave. You know what? As a woman, there are bl- white women who wear blonde dye. We can wear whatever the fuck we want. We're women. Beyonce will her weave, whatever cover, color she wants to. White America accepted her because she's a fairer, so she's a lighter skinned black person. She was well accepted the minute she said and she this isn't the first time she's brought up black shit in her videos or given to black causes or anything like that. This was just the most overtly black black video. And then she did the Super Bowl performance where she did the X, the Malcolm X X. She had her dancers um saluting the black panther party the 50th anniversary of it and it was too much for some of white america to take they had a fucking conniption but she's done this before and instantly it was fuck that bitch it was so fast that white america was like oh let's rip her head off you know a week ago she was light-skinned beyonce with the blonde weave we can accept her she can be on our stuff because she's you know she's safe but when she said, you know what, I like my Negro with my Jackson 5 nostrils and my baby with baby hair and afros, she said, bitch, I'm black, black, and I love everything that's black. And now white America is mad. Wonder Bread. Not all white. Wonder Bread America is livid. They were like, oh, no, you tricked us. We don't like you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you got to so best. They we felt the I mean, I, when I saw the, the police officers I used to work with and they were throwing up the whole, I will not watch football anymore girl i had a good laugh i had a belly laugh on that one you know that deep laugh when you're like bitch you lying bitch you guessing you know you're gonna be watching football but they were so hurt like i could see white tears through my computer screen like i was like wow you're really crying right now (laughs) because you know beyonce has been that figure not of her own choice. You know, you're born whatever complexion she is, you know, her her siblings are multi. You know, her daddies, like she said, my daddy negro, my mama creole. You got that mix. So you can't help what you look like, whatever. But she's black, black. She's always kept it real. She's always donated. You know, we've talked about Beyoncé on our show before. Um she has like a homeless shelter she donated. She she her and Jay-Z have been in the struggle. She donated to Baltimore during the riots this is a a artist who is always identified with her community so it's not like a surprise that all of a sudden this is something she's been doing but i guess now she just said fuck it i'm gonna do a really really black video and white people can't take it and it, it to me it's hilarious i i say bravo to beyonce i think the beehive got a lot bigger For people who didn't like her before but are like, okay, you know what? Let me give her a second look. Because when you got money like that and you have influence like that, you can do that. And I'm proud of her for doing that and it's awesome. And it's just making Black History Month even better. Oh, she's absolutely flexing. Yeah. All of her money and her status. Yep. And, And she is loved internationally, which makes her dangerous in a good way for us. Mm hmm but probably in a horrible way for your racist and your bigots yeah you know she she basically put herself out there as a leader in this Mm -hmm. you know because not just with the things she's saying and the imagery she put out there but the way that she's putting her money where her mouth is and she, uh, she, she said, again, with the whole thing about uh, Red Lobster. Now, Red Lobster sales has gone up like 30% over the weekend uh-huh. <laughs> since she dropped this video. Yeah. I imagine 100% that she, knowing what any uh, endorsement or any mention of a product that comes out of her mouth is going to lend to the sales of that product or the, to that establishment. Yeah. I imagine that before this album dropped she said, "Look,
3: I'm about to uh, drop your name. <laughs> I'm thinking about
2: writing a song, and I'm going to include the name Red Lobster. And you know that you're you know as well as I do what the hell my name? Look, I said it in my song that I'm going to get your song played on a radio station, so I'm going to get you some sales. But in exchange, in exchange for me mentioning somebody's." Raggedy ass red lobster Um I'm gonna need you to donate To my foundation Yeah I'm sure she did that You know Beyonce You know I was looking at you know We have you have so many people You have black people hating on it You have white people hating on it and You have people like oh she's art. She don't control this that and the other thing No 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 Beyonce and Jay Z are a conglomerate a What is that word a you now? <laughs> conglomerate Conglomerate yeah <laughs> You know what I mean She said that Spike Coco was kicking in Well (laughs) Y'all it's Black History Month You know what I'm saying Oh my god how many times have you said that already Because it's Black History Month So (laughs) She knows good and well And Jay-Z knows You know these are people who own sports teams now Like this is not some low level You know I'm selling CDs at the back of my trunk shit This is some um jay-z was saying tom ford he knew what he was doing for tom ford guaranteed he got kickbacks from tom ford um the whole thing was the barney's where jay-z was selling stuff out of barney's and then black people were getting profiled in um barney's and then jay-z dropped a song saying we up in barney's like we own this bitch like the lawsuit went through black people got paid they know what they're doing let's stop saying that our artists don't know what they're doing especially this day and age and this far in the game they know what they're doing beyonce knows what she's doing she knows she talked to red lobster before she dropped the song she was like you know i'm about to drop your name or some shit you know kick back to my organization or whatever because beyonce is very flipped. you know she gives back to the community on a big level she gave to baltimore she has a homeless shelter in houston This is a woman who's always been active in the community, despite what people say about her and dislike about her. So I'm pretty sure, like you said, she had this conversation before she dropped the song. Um, This song does a lot. I love it for so many different levels. It was perfect for the Super Bowl with when you had a polarizing character like Cam Newton playing as the quarterback against um, the old guard. Uh, Peyton Manning Cam Newton young black guy flashy fly unapologetically black and then you had Beyonce on the Super Bowl halftime show the ultimately unapologetically black video dropping that weekend this was just a great weekend so kudos to Beyonce we had to give it up to you we had to take our hats off to you we had to um really get into the video and the symmetry and what what it was saying the message behind the music i'm i'm proud i take my hat off to the girl that's queen B. she represented well i had that song playing and uh that was basically my girl's lullaby tonight <laughs> that was the last song they heard before they went to bed, and i heard my daughter brushing her teeth and she was like I might be the next Bill Gates in the it. She's brushing hey. her teeth. And I was like, that's right. You internalize that. Hey, You take that and you run with it. And this was uh, an empowering song for black people, for black women. She reminded you, all of you, even black people who criticize her, she black. You can't can't be nothing If you're black then you can't be nothing else But black So own it Live in it Walk in it I love that she is taking her Social status Her money, her influence And she is using it Yeah Now it may not have been the way You wanted her to use it Because you know you can't be an activist And shake your ass Guess what? You damn sure can because she did it. You went on Twitter and there was nothing but all this black love, self-love going on on Twitter. Hashtag black girls be lit. Photos of black women and black girls, mothers, daughters, sisters, cousins loving on themselves. Loving on ourselves. I love my black ass, damn it. Hey! (laughs) but you know what This is what i'm saying we our hip-hop community like modern hip-hop has come out of come under a lot of criticism for the fact that we're not socially conscious but our rap artists our pop artists our r&b singers are defying that notion if you look at what beyonce did in her song she tackled police brutality in a big way I mean, you you have Beyonce laying on top of a police car being submerged in water. The imagery is powerful. You've got Beyonce's video featuring a black child I mean, getting it in, dancing his ass off in a line of all white police officers throwing their hands in the air and the words written on a wall stop shooting us. You know, I mean, politically politically conscious music. Just before that, you've got the crisis in flint michigan michigan you've got our artists going down there you had meek mills snoop dogg you have our artists going to where the crises are and saying i'm going to put star power behind this john legend just got the um president's award from the mg the image awards for his work in black schools my minority schools communities Actually being in the community doing work. You've got all kinds of artists actually doing shit. So we can't sit back and say our generation isn't conscious enough. The young people are rising, our artists are rising, they're a reflection of what's going on. Beyonce is not tone deaf, she's not just dancing off in a fucking bubble. She's in a video submerged in war water in New Orleans saying this is important, black lives matter all our artists are doing that so kudos to them kudos to keeping the fight alive in music our artists are representing for us and it's a pri- it's 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 a, it's a point of pride for all of us and i keep saying black history month because it is and the fact that we can point out to our artists back in the day you had people like nina simone with a tribute to baltimore now you have Beyonce doing this tribute to new orleans it's just as important And I mean I'm living for it I'm here for it, it's awesome We gotta give it up, it's awesome That's right So um, just soak that all in We have One more topic to cover Because apparently um, You know, fuck it, white people don't want us to be black Don't want us to remind us that we black And lord don't have Any money, any power And know your worth and be black mm. Because they oh, hate this shit not all of them. Yes, not all of them. Because, you know, if you don't think of not of them, all of them, you will hurt. <laughs> Girl, whatever. And uh, we're going to take this break and we'll be back on the other side.
3: Hey, up, little Trying to find the ocean Looking everywhere run to, there ain't nothing here for free.
2: we are back so before we got back on to uh, recorded we almost started going into this before like officially starting again but I just said so why am I arguing with other black men about Cam Newton why, like why am why are black men putting me in def- on the defensive like why are we on the same page here right this is okay that's what I was going to say Cam Newton is 26 years old. He has been emotional from his debut in the NFL. He's, you know, people used to complain because Cam used, Newton used to sit on the sidelines and wears his towel over his head when they're not doing well. And sportscasters everywhere used to say he's sulking, blah, blah, blah. He's an emotional player. Um, He's amazing at what he does. He's a big boy. He's strong. He gets out of the pocket. He rushes for so many yards. He's not an in the pocket traditional quarterback. He's a talented, exceptional black quarterback. And yeah, he is emotional. He has emotional reactions. And so we're defending Cam Newton. And the way he reacts, positive and negative He's been dabbing We had millies across the country Upset about it Because he's celebrating in the end zone Getting footballs to children And we find ourselves I found myself also this weekend um, Defending Cam Newton to other black men And I'm like We in our society We should say we want to raise our children To be free spirited Black children to be just as free in their emotions and their beings as white kids or any other kids and then when we see a young black boy cam newton who is a a product of the hip-hop generation he's dabbing in the end zone he loves hip-hop music but he's incredibly talented we some black people are are Taken aback by it And wanting him to Tone down his celebrations Tone down his emotions And it's hypocritical With us We're being hypocrites Because we say we want to be free to be ourselves And then when you have this boy This young black man Who is at the top of his game An elite quarterback Who is the MVP this year Who went more games Than Tom Brady Being Uh, unbeaten in the nfl this is the best of the best people he went unbeaten longer than tom brady who's america's quarterback this young black man and we're telling him he shouldn't behave a certain way we want to temper his reactions it's hypocritical And I shouldn't have to defend his actions to anybody else because we, we want, we say we want this. We want our people to be free to be themselves. But when we see it, we don't like it. This is a black man who's not conforming to society who himself, he said, I'm a product of the hip hop generation. I love hip hop music. I'm dancing. I'm doing what I want to do. Why can't I do it? Keep in mind, Cam Newton hasn't been arrested like or a or, or question by the police, like a person like um, Johnny Menzel, the white quarterback who was the number one draft pick, the um, Heisman Trophy winner, Johnny Football, this white boy who was just, I think, let go by the Browns for beating his girlfriend for, I think, a third time this year. Cam Newton hasn't been in any Scandals he hasn't been arrested he hasn't been In trouble the only thing He's doing that people don't like is Dancing in the end zone And black people are saying they don't like that And he shouldn't do that Mm -hmm. What are we doing what's wrong what's wrong with this Picture Yeah I mean it's like it's Hard enough to have to battle white people on it You know they already have an idea With the ideal quarterback You know uh, like you said Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, you know, and and nothing against Peyton Manning. Um, I think if you're going to lose the big game that, you know, he's not a bad guy to lose to. Right, right. Better lose to him than Tom Brady's whining, bitching, mm-hmm. cheating ass. But,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, that is what it is. And um, so we're having this conversation. Um, Uncle posted something. And he's saying, you know, as far as the post-game game Conference and, and he ended up walking out and of course, people have their opinions. Oh, he shouldn't have been—he shouldn't have been so unprofessional. He's making too much money to be unprofessional, and you know he shouldn't—he should have dealt with it better. And I'm like, so—and you even got people who are saying, "Well, when he wins, he's happy. Why shouldn't he be the same way when he loses?" It's like you—you you love it, especially when it comes to black players, black athletes. You love for them to put a show for you out on the field. You want them to be emotional when they damn near start to. Fight on the field you like to see that when you see them uh was giving all of their heart into the game of running as hard as they can and and running these plays as best as they can you like to see that you like it to see you like to see them you know maybe chest bump real quick on, on after after a touchdown and hand the football off you like the performance but then when it's said and done you want them to be able to switch it off and be 100% professional and not show their emotions when they lose, and they should be able to smile and think. Like who does that? If they're passionate about winning, why wouldn't passion run the same uh, in the opposite direction when it comes to losing or not doing as well as you expected that you would? Yeah, uh, Cam Newton. Um, they questioned him about the fact that he walked out during the the post game press conference, but now the more information is coming out apparently the broncos were having a joint press conference and they usually don't do it that way Usually they have two separate press conferences, but what was happening the same time Cam Newton was sitting there doing his press conference, the Broncos were celebrating right beside him, and so this is atypical. This is not a typical situation. Usually they separate the press conferences, and so he had about all he could take of listening to them celebrate, having the questions thrown at him. He walked out, um, and he did make a, st- a statement saying that. Sure Show me a good loser. No, he said, you know, yeah, he was a bad loser, but show me someone who's good at losing and I'll show you a loser. Cam Newton and the Panthers went undefeated longer than anybody else during the season. They had only won maybe one or two other games despite the, in addition to the Super Bowl. So this is a team that's used to winning. So like he said, I'm not used to losing. Show me someone who's used to losing, I'll show you a loser. I'm a winner. So now not just not just losing the Super Bowl, the biggest game of the fucking year, but having a conference where you can hear the winners celebrating right beside you he freaked out. Oh, was yeah, it not un- just un- celebrating, but talking shit about him too? Yeah. So, so was it un- was it un- I guess unprofessional to people watching standards? They wanted to see him humble pie. Yeah, maybe. But no one had to sit and endure that, and most people don't have to endure that keep in mind though they were making a big deal about cam newton walking out during their press conference but i'm glad that the internet is really quick with pointing out other people's shit and they showed peyton manning who just won the super bowl he's about to retire With his old ass and his big head I'm sorry I'm a hater I I, I do hate on the Broncos somewhat But anyway he's a good quarterback Good team but they were talking about When he was with the Colts And he lost the Super Bowl To um, Drew Brees The year Drew Brees won And he didn't walk over You know it's customary after the game For the two teams to meet in the middle of the field Shake hands and walk out He stormed off the field He didn't shake hands with Drew Brees People didn't tear him apart for not doing that at this Super Bowl when the Broncos when Peyton Manning won Cam Newton walked up to him shook hands. There are pictures even though people don't want to talk about it of Cam Newton shaking hands with a big smile on his face congratulating Peyton Manning on his victory. So. You know, when you juxtapose the two things, you had Peyton years ago walking out on Drew Brees when he lost that Super Bowl without shaking hands, very unsportsmanlike. But no one made a big deal out of it. Cam Newton walks up, shakes hands, smiles with Cam, um, Peyton Manning, congratulates him. Goes to the press conference. They're on the press, press, press conference, adjoining press conference, shaking hands, hooting, hollering, celebrating. He answers a few questions. He can't take it anymore. He walks out. I mean, what more do you want the guy to do? I am proud of Cam Newton. In his, in his loss, he still inspired a nation of black people, the, the younger generation of black people, to be unapologetically black, to love hip-hop, to dab, to do whatever, to be great at what they do and not conform to society. He was inspiring to me. And I'm older. Uh, I mean, I'm a Ravens fan, diehard Ravens fan. But I saw in Cam Newton a black athlete that's elite that is unapologetically black, not saying I have to be a certain way, do a certain way, I don't have to fit in, being himself and not being ashamed of being himself. I was so proud of that. So to have to argue with other black people about it, y'all need to have a seat. Y'all need to have, y'all need to relax, realize what's going on, embrace our youth. Just like with the Black Lives Matter crowd. You know, we didn't understand what's going on. I said I didn't. Because I'm older, I'm like, okay, they're yelling, screaming, they're not really accomplishing anything. But I still give them their props for doing what they're doing. I see what they're doing, I recognize it, and now I'm getting hip to the game. Cam Newton is the same thing. He's not your typical quiet quarterback. He's bold, he's brash, and he's elite give him his props, celebrate him or let him be who he is a young black male in the hip hop generation doing what he's doing we shouldn't be ashamed of that we should applaud that for him being unique and being himself yeah one of the things that I had said um, following this one conversation like, "Well, thank god that the younger generation has the passion Mm -hmm. to influence change because if it was up to some of these older people we'd all be in bondage again next week With their go along to get along attitude, like well, this is if you if uh, if Cam Newton he knows how to play the game and he understands that as black people we have to certain act a certain way in order to advance so that other uh, black athletes like him can come along and do it's like well then where is the change if we if if Cam Newton does if if Cam Newton is the next Russell Wilson and the next black quarterback is also the next Russell Wilson. Nothing, no shade against Russell Wilson, but he's safe. Like you said, he is safe. To white America If everybody just keeps following this Safe pattern Then how can we be who we authentically are How can the next player be Who he authentically is How can what is natural And what comes natural To black men Black people as a culture Become acceptable If you keep conforming to what they're used to And and this brings Everything to circle Because this is and I think it was perfect that Cam Newton was the quarterback, regardless of the fact that he didn't win. He, he played a good game. I'm still proud of him. Then you have Beyonce with the formation video being both of them being unapologetically black. This is the development of the civil rights movement this is the development of black culture into society this is saying okay we've done everything we were supposed to do you know you can be a black person as kanye west said in his song a couple years ago even if you're in a a suit a bentley you're still a nigga in a suit we've done the whole let's wear a suit and tie let's be russell wilson let's be um RG3, let's go to white colleges and speak their language and be successful and, you know, be courteous and speak their language and enunciate their words properly. And you could still be treated like the nigga from around the corner. Mm hmm cam newton in this beyonce formation video is saying you know what fuck it i like my afro i like my baby hair with baby hairs and afros i like my negro with jackson five nostrils i'm black i'm not gonna conform i'm not gonna speak your language i'm gonna speak my slang i'm gonna carry my fucking hot sauce in my purse i'm not trying to fit in anymore we have the the finances as beyonce and jay-z shows us and as we've done several shows on the fact that the black dollar you know we are purchasing power we're in the trillions of the shit we buy our money can speak volumes we don't have to we no longer have to say that we have to fit into what you want we have the financial backing of our own stuff to do and be who we want our athletes are elite you're going to pay them top dollar like a Cam Newton because what he can do, regardless of this loss in the Super Bowl, Cam Newton is an elite quarterback. Russell Wilson is an elite quarterback. RG3 is an elite quarterback. You have, um, I forget his name, Jameson. I, I don't know his first name, but something Jameson, the new boy that came out of um, Florida State that's now in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You've got black quarterbacks now. You you have black athletes dominating NFL, and and you're um they're not mad at fucking a, a to or whoever the wide receiver is that dances and do whatever in the end zone when they're a wide receiver. The problem with white America and even black people that make them uncomfortable is having a quarterback who doesn't conform to the Tom Brady's, the Eli Manning's, who has swag, who is loud and brash. No longer are we going to fit into your box. We're going to run the game the way we want to run it. And we're unapologetic about it. And this is the new dawn of the black civil rights movement. This is Black, Black Lives Matter's generation. And I'm loving it. I'm here for it. I think that we should continue on this path. There is no longer a need to fit in and humble ourselves or to fit into you guys' box. If you don't like us, we're going to create our own lane. That's right. That's absolutely right. Like We just cannot continue to do the same thing and expect different results. We have to progress. And so... um, You know, I think it's awesome. Like you said, Beyonce, hats off to her for just saying, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to do it the way I want to. And she got herself, and I don't know, maybe she did play the game, you know? Maybe she did play it so that, okay, white roles are comfortable with me. White folks are looking up to me in a certain way. Now she has international notoriety. She's got international influence. She's got tons of money. So now she is in a position to be like, okay, you know what? now that i've played this game Mm -hmm. i'm gonna be who the fuck i want to be and i'm gonna bring all these black ass black asses with me Mm -hmm. and allow them the space the time the opportunity to be what the hell all their black asses want to be and i'm here for that thank you so much it's it's kind of full circle it's like teddy obama you know how we were saying? Obama's been in office seven years now. He's fought the fight. You can't get him out anymore. He's won re-election. Now he's going to do what the fuck he wants to do. He wants to do prison reform? He's going to do it. He's going to fight cancer? He's going to do it. Obama's going to have Kendrick Lamar crip walking in the White House? He did it. He's doing it now. It's like, you know what, you guys did everything you tried to do to us We're here now We're in the positions we fought hard for to be in And we're going to show out I'm loving it, I'm here for it And I think this is the evolution of the Black Power movement Mm -hmm. So that's why, you know, I understand the whole You got to play the game You got to play the game so you can get in it If you don't play along so you can get in the midst of it Then you can't uh, affect change Um, As Back to Cam Newton Like, he's in there now it kind of cracked me up because everybody who seems to be mad about his attitude um and, and comparing it to how much money he's making too much money to have his, his attitude and he shouldn't be acting like this and it's unprofessional his broke ass two away from being homeless motherfuckers who's saying this shit they don't want to be mad about it you think that it's it's like these people especially white folks who seem to things that they've got like ownership by proxy of these athletes of these young black athletes because they show up on their television every week yeah that's not how it works no and, and you know what i think that's what enraged me about the white officers and why i'm very glad to be a black officer speaking out against that bullshit you white officers who now are proclaiming your broke asses two paychecks away from being homeless your damn self that you're not gonna watch the nfl anymore you don't control shit none. let's keep it real you as a blue collar collar police officer who was straight out of the trailer park and you got a real job in the government now you feel like you have a platform to tell somebody else to hush their voice no you don't No, you don't. You don't have any control. Because if you think the NFL give a fuck about your stumbling drunk ass not tearing shit up while you watching the game, they don't give a fuck. There are Mm -hmm. millions of people. If you don't watch the NFL, let's just say every police officer in this country that's white and angry decides they don't want to watch the NFL anymore, which we know they will never do. That's a a bold face lie. You're gonna be this is it's the end of the NFL season and the the person i screenshotted he's gonna be the main motherfucker when fucking um the, the nfl training cl- camps come back on posting every day about the ravens and blah 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 so you, so we screenshots so you can bring that shit back up oh later. i will trust me i will jerry i will be looking at your page because you proclaimed you will not be watching the nfl i bet not catch one word about football he will be but let's just say every cop who is pissy about beyonce speaking the truth about shit that your fellow officers that are black indoors um let's just say you stop watching football guaranteed there are thousands millions of people across this world that's gonna watch nfl they ain't missing you at all so you <laughs> can be mad all you want nobody gives a damn Exactly. You be in the kitchen by yourself, not watching it, while your family watching Annabelle. Mm-hmm. They fucking compa- come, you know, upset about that. I was like, with Cam Newton, like they're having a discussion. They're saying like, well, if since he's not acting a certain way, he's putting his own career at risk. I'm like, uh, I don't hear the owners of the the Carolina Panthers complaining about him. Why? Because he's winning games. He'll make him change. Why? Because it works. It's your broke yeah. asses, that think that you can control how he acts. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that the Arrogancy it, it, That's the arrogant shit that people Think you actually have some control Cause you salty You don't run shit The corporation is gonna have Cam Newton Dabbing on your asses next year Trust and believe it Paying him just as much if not more Than he was getting paid last year Exactly, because while you claim you're not going to watch a football games, NFL knows that you're going to, so they're not upset mm-hmm. that you're mad, but you're not the one on the field uh, throwing passes, making game play and win, you know, game winning, win, game winning plays. Y'all aren't the ones doing that. You're just watching, you're spending your money, not because, you know, they're asking you to, because you want to. So you can be Mm -hmm. mad all you want to with your plantation owner mentality thinking that you own these professionals as well as college sports athletes. You're mad that Cam reminded all of you that he don't have that you don't own him and he ain't got to sit and listen to bullshit if he don't want to. That's why you're mad. Because you know that you really don't have any power over him. Yeah. Sorry. Nobody was talking about Uh, Peyton Manning possibly losing his job because he didn't shake hands with Drew Brees. Nobody was even talking about Tom Brady losing his job over deflated footballs. But Cam Newton supposed to be concerned about his position. What? 15 and 1?
1: 16 and Mm 1? Mm-hmm.
2: Y'all... He's supposed to be concerned about his job because y'all don't like the fact that he dabs on motherfuckers when he wins and he got up and walked away. Why is he supposed to be concerned? Because he's black? He's supposed to be more concerned because he knows that as a black man, he's got to watch his step because y'all sitting at home picking your noses, watching football on some illegally obtained cable is going to affect his fucking position in the NFL. Fuck you. No, it don't. That shit don't concern him. And his bosses ain't said shit about what he's doing. Matter of fact, every time y'all get mad because he's being his black-ass self, his owner's saying, well, it's winning games. Shit, buy this motherfucker some St. Ides.
1: <laughs>
2: we got some coll- collard greens and cornbreads in the back. <laughs> Beyonce said they like this shit.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> what else can we do to make it feel more black <laughs> <Kansas>? do? <laughs> That's what the fuck is going on at the NFL, right? That's what's going on at uh, fucking Panthers Central, whatever the hell that headquarters there is called. And Why so, you, yeah. like you said, for the even and so even for the black people who ain't up on it, y'all better catch up. Catch you got better cut the days of get, going along to get along, being quiet and fitting in are over, and we should all embrace that we should all embrace that we should all embrace the fact that change has come no longer do we have to be a certain way a quarterback doesn't thank you cam newton for being a trailblazer for the fact that you don't have to be cookie cutter white bread um peyton manning or tom brady to be an elite quarterback you can be hip-hop loving snoop dogg embracing dabbing on motherfuckers giving balls to the kids this is a man and think about this guys when you hate on cam newton think of the fact that he's not been in trouble for nothing look about look around the nfl black and white quarterbacks or athletes alike have been in all types of shit you haven't found cam in no controversy all he does is embrace himself love hip hop and dance in the end zone and y'all talking about he needs y'all to be about his job Get over it, people. Let's let's evolve. Let's evolve. Uh, please. When Beyoncé came out with that black ass performance, I was like looking and I was like, are they passing out buckets of chicken? That's what they need to be doing. You know how they shoot like t-shirts out into the crowd? Yeah. Like, she should have been out there shooting out there. Like That's, that, Girl, Ooh. you ain't <laughs> lying. Shiki I got you. a dashiki and I'm, I'm about to have a fucking afro. <laughs> <laughs> at the concert. By the way, Bujetta will be at the formation concert this summer. Man. And I will take pics. It will be all up and down Nerdy Black Chicks page because I got the hook up I'm in there. And I might wear a dashiki guys. <laughs> Let me hand out a Millie real quick. I'm going to wrap this up. Okay, now. So I was on Twitter um, after the um, Super Bowl. And there was this white lady on there Who I don't even know how I see it was on the timeline And she was questioning White lady was questioning uh, The artistic, Authenticity Of Beyonce And she was saying That well how come Oh you know this is bad of this comes from black women But it's Millie She gonna say, well, how come uh, her backup dancers had afros and she had blonde weave and actually put hashtag sellout. Wow. Do you not realize what the fuck Beyonce was saying and what she was doing by doing this. Piece, you calling her a sellout and right now, white brand America is pissed off at her and you still think that she's a sellout? Bitch, who are you? Why? When did you become this authority on blackness? Goes, <laughs> Wait, well, here's more. She goes on to claim that she grew up around Black Panthers. I'm gonna throw her out the window. Mm-hmm. This just because your mama was sucking Black Panther dick don't mean that you are an authority on Black Panthers and Panthers. Mm. And let me direct your attention to some of the most recent pictures of the Miss Angela Davis with her blonde nappy curls. Mm. Blonde nappy curls. Angela Davis? Black Panther? Is she a sellout? Bitch sit down. Who the hell are you? Mm-hmm. Millie ass. Millie, take your award and sit your ass down. <laughs> sit your ass down. All just, but what down. were you going to say? No, I was going to say it pisses me off when White America says she's wearing blonde hair so she's a sellout. Bitch! You guessing um you guys have taken everything that we've created from rock and roll jazz music to everything in modern american culture we are the originators of pretty much every entertainment facet in society every style every swag everything you guys have bitten So you mean to tell me you want to be mad because Beyonce got a nappy, curly, wavy hair that your hair cannot create if you wanted it to, bitch? so you're gonna say that's a sell no bitch you to sell out because y'all done took in everything every rock and roll song you got from elvis presley to the damn beatles is a mock of what we created so don't chat don't tell me what we can take and what we can't take sit y'all asses down y'all ain't originate shit shut up have a seat millie award goes to that bitch I'm oh sorry, I had to cut a lot y'all okay. no, a They, they made me cut Black like Panthers, bitch You threw around a, a Black Panthers Didn't you see Malcolm X? What can you do for me, white woman? Nothing Step aside, let us have our moment Okay <laughs> And I also want to hand out Another award to, what's her name? Margaret Albright mm-hmm. Who wants to say that there's a Special place in hell For women Who don't support other women Alluding to the fact that as women, we should be voting for Hillary Clinton. What? I'm a black woman, and so far I ain't heard shit that Hillary says she's going to do for black people. So if she's saying she's going to do anything for women, without well, taking into account that as black women, we have to overcome certain things being black first, and then we might be seen as women... No, she does not automatically get my vote. So fuck you for feeling like, as someone who has a vagina, that I'm obligated to vote for somebody or support someone just because she has a vagina. This shit don't do nothing for me. Why the hell should I be excited about that shit? We've seen what white women and white feminism has done for black women—nothing but stand on our backs while they get a step ahead. Yep. Black. Who are you? Bitch, bye. I saw a, um, a meme that said, okay, because it was her and uh, Gloria Steinem who seemed to think that the only, women, only reason why a woman would vote for uh, Bernie Sanders over uh, Hillary Clinton is because young women are following the guys, following the guys' lead. I'm sorry, did you not realize that women are the ones who are winning elections? And it's not because we're following God's leads. And the means said to the both of them, Albright, Albright, or whatever name is, Albright and Steinem, uh, did you go this hard for Shirley Chisholm? Mm. Well, now. Did you? Probably not. I'm assuming not. No, we're just going to go for a no. Even though, uh, Gloria Steinem did say that everything she learned about feminism came from black women, which, you know, I guess a little bit of credit is a lot better than zero credit, but that being said, like, really, just saying that don't mean anything. You might have learned about it, but it doesn't mean that you took what you learned and applied it for the betterment of all women. I see. That's what I don't like. You know, a lot of the times when you come to racism and this whole Miss Millie with where the Miss Millie awards come from, this look what I've done for you people, so you should fall in line with what I want as a white woman. Meanwhile, I'm not going to give a fuck about anything that you guys are champion. The same way I'm very salty about white police officers, not all of them some of them not champion the black lives matter if it was real leadership in the of the police department and they were really with the times they would come out and say we need to talk to black lives matter we need to incorporate them in what we're doing now um this is an inside thing that a lot of people don't know The Baltimore City Police Department is doing something that I find very brave and forward thinking in their in-service training that they do with all police officers every year. They're incorporating a day where they go and they hang out with black teenagers, go in the inner cities and hang out in the movement during their yearly retraining that officers do every year. That's forward thinking. That's saying instead of throwing a hissy fit, let's talk to the community that's upset with us and work, not just talk work with them that's going don't go on throughout the year let's let's be a team i I love that i'm proud of that but here's you have millies who say you know what black women we're not going to be on the front line and cheering for beyonce and saying all these things to embrace our sisterhood we're going to say you don't matter until it's our time so we want you all to be white and filling for the hillary clinton crowd because we're white feminists and that's what women should do meanwhile fuck your issues that's what i don't like about white feminism now full disclosure i'm leaning towards hillary but that's because i like a dirty candidate i love somebody who's gonna get their hands dirty i'm not really sold on the bernie sanders you know like he's got a very idealist the same thing with d-ray he's got a very idealist pie in the sky I need to know that my commander-in-chief is willing to step into the dark side. That's why I like Hillary. I know she's going to step into the dark side. That's what she's done in the past. She's willing to do that. She's willing to get her hands dirty. That's why I like her. But it's not because she's a woman. I'm just going to do it because she's a woman. Fuck that. What about my fucking issues? And I get that. And she hasn't spoke out. And I'm waiting for her to do more as far as the black community is concerned before she gets elected so she doesn't make the nominate if she's not the nominee i'm not going to be mad if bernie wins good for him if joe biden comes in and sweeps out and the independent i'm all right with that too earn my vote don't just demand it because now all of a sudden you feel like you're a million you could tell me you people i've done this for you now vote for me Fuck that earn my vote that's what every politician should do earn my vote you want black women to fall in line do something for black women Mm-hmm. you know i ain't so long hillary no yeah, you have a man and you know what we shouldn't be bullied either way so for these exactly. items and these bitches to come out with their tweets oh you're a woman no fuck you pay me you know <laughs> to quote their <laughs> club. You know, fuck the, you pay the fuck you paid me. If you want me to do something, show me what you're gonna do first. Mhm. And that's what I'm waiting for, and hopefully we will see that in this uh South Carolina caucus because y'all ain't gave a fuck about black people with these Iowa and uh New Hampshire caucuses. Oh my God. Gave a, but so cool. I don't know, ever since this whole thing with Cam Newton and now Beyonce, um <laughs> I'm looking for this to be the blackest ass caucus from these candidates. Oh. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you never know. You know. You know. You, 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 uh, Hillary's panda game and be on. Like mm-hmm. she when they had the debate shortly after, um star wars came out and she ended with you know god bless america and may the force be with you and all these people cheering and screaming i'm like this bitch ain't want to see that movie how the fuck you excited because she said that because <laughs> the movie came out this week so now you feel like oh she understand us she said the force be with us so she get up there and she look south carolina she gonna be dabbing on niggas <laughs> mm-hmm. Her panda game, I don't know who it is. That is working her campaign, but I know they're gonna tell her, that what you need to do is you need to open up with um taking hot sauce out your bag (laughs) and put it on the podium. Be like, hello, uh, let me do this real quick. Reach into your purse, pull out the hot sauce. Ooh. she Put might it do it she podium. might have in her pantsuit pocket you <laughs> know and at the end of the debate be like god bless you and god bless america and do a betty white dab. She's so that will be him. the end God bless you and pass the hot sauce, America. <laughs> yeah, do they have another debate coming up before this new ha- this uh, South Carolina debate? I'm guessing would. do. They but have them every other day. You know what? I'm really you know watching the caucuses and the New Hampshire primaries i was saying where are the black people it's a scary uh, um black folk that we you know they have a a, they're getting delegates and all these votes in states where we're like point zero one of the population so the issues that are, are important to us aren't really on the minds of the people picking You know, giving the nominee nomination Mm -hmm. to the president. So you have a these states where the population of the the minority population is so small that the things that are important to us aren't on the 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 minds of voters. Mm -mm. So Mm -mm. I'm excited to get it out of white bread America and get it down south where there's a little bit of a mixture. I I, want to be included. Yeah. I've just been like, I haven't paid any attention to what's going on up there in the upper eastern quarter of the United States of America with. But. Uh, hopefully now and even even hillary said like she was talking to rachel maddow and she said yeah well you know now that we're going into south carolina we're moving into a, a more diverse population so you know the message is going to change so we know she's pan, she's in other words her the game's going to be on fleek y'all well she's already got the and and this is the thing uh, it depends on what you want from Hillary She's already got the, um, She's got an endorsement From Trayvon Mother's mar- mother um, Sabrina What's her name? Sabrina Fulton She's already endorsed him Benjamin Crump um, The lawyer for Trayvon Mother's mom For Jordan Davis' mother Has already endorsed Hillary Clinton What they're seeing from her They like So it's I mean, it's up to you. I mean, there's nothing in the Republican nominee. And we've all been watching the Republican base, debates, not because we love Republicans, but because we want to we, we're trying to see the bullshit and the drama with Donald Trump. But also, we I I personally like this one Um, on Saturday. I want to see what they're saying. I'm, I'm actually curious to see if they say anything that affects black people. They don't. So the vote is strictly on the Democratic side that has anything to do with us. We have to get a Democrat in office. But, I mean, it's up in the air with me. It could be Bernie Sanders. It it actually very well could be. So I just want to see who is going to actually offer more to our community. Yeah, so we shall see. Um, I spoke to a friend of the show, Jerome Spray, who seems to think... That it's not We can't quite We probably shouldn't count Joe Biden out Um, That there is a chance that he might Enter the race as an independent And I'm going to um, I'm actually if you go to uh, I guess I will at some point, I will upload the portion of that conversation. It probably won't be part of this podcast um, RSS feed, but on our Nerdy Black Chicks Talk radio show page and maybe on our website, um, where he explains why he thinks that Joe Biden might not only still race, but really throw a wrench in our whole two-party system. So that would be interesting. I don't think that Joe Biden is by any means um, perfect. I know he's got his flaws. Every candidate got their flaws, and um, but I don't know Hillary. Her husband with the whole three strikes rule and the um, zero tolerance and you know the mandatory minimums got a lot of us fucked up with that whole. Uh, locking niggas up thing and one of the long running jokes is that Hillary was behind the scenes um really influencing the president's agenda that you know he wasn't making all these decisions on his own so if that is the case you got some explaining to do Hillary got some explaining to do and we need uh transcripts for the these meetings you have with these rich folks well you know um michael bloomberg i think he was the governor of new york for a time and he's a self-funded billionaire he's talking about getting in the race too so we don't know what's going to happen so this is going to be a long primary season um research your candidates go and do what feels right for you whatever you're looking for i'm not completely sold on bernie i don't believe bernie has what it takes as far as the support and i don't want to have my vote be wasted so let's you know i want to i'm curious to see how this will all play out but if joe biden jumps back in the race as an independent if um bloomberg jumps into the race it's a lot up in the air right now the only thing i don't want to see happen hands down is to have a republican in office or donald trump that'd be a nightmare so whatever you do stay conscious people read up do you know look into it for yourself don't just you know go for a name i know a lot of people go for a name the clintons are dynasty people are going to vote for clinton because of bill clinton Look into Hillary. If you don't like what you see, look elsewhere. But make your vote count, people, and stay informed during election season. Mm -hmm. Make sure crazy-ass Trump... Don't make it. Crazy asshole. I'm mad that they got El Chavo just for the reason that I thought he was steadily digging the tunnel to his fucking house. Me too, man. I just knew El Chavo was gonna take him out. (sighs) I wasn't going to, well, I wasn't going to hope that they took him out, but... No, yeah, well, I was. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> my bad. Sorry. Sorry, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and edit that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> well, we thank you so much for listening to the podcast, and we, um... You know, we appreciate you hanging in there with us and sharing the links, getting the word out. Again, we see that our um, number of likes on our page is expanding. Our listenership is expanding. So, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. And, again, if you want to get in touch with us, shoot an email to jtolmedia at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at jtolmedia. Follow me on um, Twitter at shibishownup.com. Follow she be on the Instagram at bougie rising, and uh, hit us up on our uh, voicemail, and that number is 999 nine J T O L. Is there anything that you would like to say before we close out? Well, knowing us and our our scheduling, this may be the last recording we do in February that you get to hear. Damn! So I want to say. You know how we do. This might come out next week. The week will be over. And Black History Month will be over. I want to say, let this be the blackest, black asses Black History Month. You have people. Happy Black History Month. Okay, eat all the chicken. Eat it all. Eat it all. If you Snack want a watermelon, Get watermelon. Hey, if you want a grape soda, if you want a grape soda in front of all oh, your white co I I do a grape soda and I don't give a damn. (laughs) It's black history. (laughs) Right now it is February which means um, hair relaxers are likely on sale Mm -hmm. at your local drugstore. It seems like without fail every February. Um, Rite Aid has a sale on relaxers and you don't get a discount on relaxers any other time of the year you it's, are of that. <laughs> it's true I'm telling you I noticed it when I was working at the drugstore and I was like wait a second we don't never have relaxers on sale I've worked there for 8 years and about year 4 is when I realized hey uh-uh. uh uh i don't do relaxers anymore this should be the time of year that you should be embracing those nappy ass roots but hey you know what if you want your relaxers stock up now they're probably about 50 cents cheaper um You listen to your gospel music, go to church, <laughs> learn about you know your staples in Black History Month: George Washington Carver, Booker, Booker T. Washington, Sojourner Truth, Frederick <laughs> Douglass, Marcus Garvey. Make sure you of course make sure you go outside of that. We've been posting different links on our Facebook page. Like we are not just having Harry Tub. God bless her God bless Rosa Parks But there's so much more to Black history Than uh, Reconstruction Is what I want to say Slavery, Reconstruction We are more than slavery, Reconstruction and Civil Rights We have gone to the moon We we have been ranchers We uh, have rodeo shows We are entrepreneurs Um, We have... We've we've done so much more than. And don't get it twisted. Black history is American history. Yes, it is. I mean, so, I hate to agree with Stacy Dash, but for a totally different reason than what she was saying. No, <laughs> nope. let yeah, embrace embrace our culture. Embrace this month. Enjoy it and flaunt your knowledge. Post it up. Everything you know. Um, a friend of ours. Um was slew the slew roxon i forget how to say his name but we're friends on facebook he's doing like a trivia thing where he posts a picture of people and i I saw you on the comments too where he posted a picture of flojo and it was like what do you know about her and everybody was like listing her accomplishments this is i mean i'm happy i'm having a great black history month i'm embracing us and I mean I'm just gonna rock out and be blasting formation for the rest of the month. All right. Well in the meantime, till the next time that we come back, you you be black. If you ain't black, learn about somebody black. Shoot, you ain't got to not learn about it. Don't stick with what you learned in third grade. Get a book. Learn something about the people around you that you call friends, you know? Just because it's black history doesn't mean that you can't celebrate it as well. I mean, you want me to corn roll your hair? Come on over, I'll do it. No, I won't. That's a lie. <laughs> I wish you would ask me to corn roll your hair. I will punch you in your throat. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, I don't corn roll my own hair. <laughs> oh, shit. And we are going to go ahead and close this out as the usual goodbye and good night.
1: Good night.